Welcome everyone to podcast episode number 74 of Calling in the Power Ring. I am your co-host Matt Turner. With me as always, my good buddy, my tag partner uh, from Team Blue and Gold, the one and only, the holy diver, Andy Hatter. Andy Hatter, how are we doing today, sir? Good. Going to Holy Diver. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today in this cold day? The reason why I pulled the Holy Diver out, I was just listening to one of Jericho's podcasts from earlier this week where he had... Uh, Dio's wife on, or his widow, and they were talking about the hologram tour. It's something that I would like to see. No, I wouldn't mind seeing it because I've never got to see Dio. One of the few people that I really like that I haven't seen. I would pay, and I'm sure it can't be that expensive. And uh, oh. I know when they were doing that one hologram, I, I forget if it was Tupac or whoever, some rapper. People were saying it was it was a really good show, even with just a hologram. So hey, why not? They said Dio. I think his wife said she invested something like two hundred million. Oh man! And she does it. Yeah, she's just obviously she's like we're not charging regular ticket prices because you're you're seeing Dio, but you're not seeing Dio. Yeah. So I think it's like twenty twenty five bucks. And then she said she she's like with the hologram stuff as they keep investing more into it and what they looked into, they they can do more than one thing. I guess they said that the people on stage don't see Dio, so they're oh. kind of just gonna kind of work around it. Yeah. They want to do one where he's like in a crystal ball, one where he's like fighting. You know, dragon. Yeah. Where he's riding the tiger. You know, that would be pretty cool. Ride the tiger. Yeah. I mean, I guess it ain't too weird for the band. They're just kind of just out there jamming. You know, like playing in front of people. So I mean, there's no singer. It's like being piped in. But still, it can't be that weird. You know, it'd be yeah. weirder if you were a singer up there singing with no band. I think. Yeah. Well, they they did say they're doing. They're finishing the year West Coast tours and sometime in spring they're going to do New York, New Jersey, and maybe Philadelphia. Uh, so they're finalizing that. So something definitely keep our keep a lookout for. Yeah, definitely. I, I would go to that. But kind Especially of the same thing, what I think is the biggest news for us to report on this podcast in the past week. It's not wrestling related. It's not comic book related. The the goat, the greatest of all time, the Godfather of heavy metal, the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne, released a brand new song. The first time, I think, in 12 years, it dropped this morning. I know I tagged you in the post. You didn't get a chance to listen. No, to I didn't get a chance to yet, but I, I'm, I'm definitely going to. How it's, was it? It's really it's really good. It's, it's, it's really good. It's not super heavy. I mean, it's basically, you know, Ozzy, when he transitioned from Black Sabbath to Ozzy, you know, he's more, you know, more about the singing and the voice. And the guy still has it. Yeah, the last time was that that scream song. I want to yeah. hear you scream. That, and then he had like a cover album, which I that might have been been before that. But yeah, the scream, the scream one was the last one that I remember. I forget the name. That wasn't Black Rain. That was the one before that, even, or maybe it was Black. I forget. But yeah, it's it's been a while. Black Rain was a great album, very underrated. But what happened was, I was as I was going to the gym this morning, I get my stretch on, and then. I go to go do my 35 minutes of cardio, and I always just, you know, go into YouTube, and then I have, you know, separate folders where I watch, you know, music videos of wrestling. The first thing that popped up on YouTube before I went to the libraries was Ozzy's new song. I was like, whoa, I'm going to listen to this later. And I probably listened to it about a dozen times. <laughs> there you go. I just put it on repeat. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. So, I'll in fact, when we're done, I'll get it and I'll listen to it. Yeah, give it, give it a listen. And it's probably on Spotify, too, I would assume, too. So anyone who has Spotify, just type in Ozzy. And usually when the new release comes up, it's right there and it says new release from that artist. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's on iTunes or anything, but it was on YouTube. But I know because I, I, I get the text messages from Ozzy's YouTube channel every time something happens. And 
late, late last night they said new Ozzy Osbourne single to be released uh, Friday. Mm. I think it was be Friday at like two a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now is Zach playing guitar? Zach Wilder can't. Does it sound like uh, it or it don't sound, no. It sounds exactly. I could be wrong, but I'm like there no, there no, no. He's got that very distinct sound. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Zach Wilder. That's cool. Zach Wilder, one of my favorite guitar players. So. Yes, sir. We have a lot of wrestling. Yes. Not so much on the comic news. Where do you want to start? We haven't got World Tag League. I want to touch on the uh, WWE Saudi Arabia thing. Adam Cole's big league power struggle. We can talk about our show. Um, obviously, we are going to end the show. We haven't ended the show in a uh, preview prediction show in a while, but the main event for show number 74 will be the full gear preview yeah. of the mission. so obviously yeah. we'll end it with that so where do you want to start I don't know let's start with get that Saudi Arabia business out of the way get the bad stuff out of the way then we'll get into the good stuff <laughs> so I uh, obviously from what we thought what we heard is they may have been held hostage they may have had uh, they're saying there's mechanical issues but it's, it's been back and forth you know like yeah, the, you, go, hear, you go hear ahead. good from some people and then bad from like AJ said there was no problems but then you have someone like Luke Harper and I think it was uh, Curtis Axel saying like how they weren't picked to be the first twenty to leave and stuff. Well, no one said that there was any like you know people with guns telling them to get off the plane. But I heard they were like stuck on on the airport thing for what like, six hours, and that sucks. And then told they were stuck for twenty five hours, whereas you know Vince got out of there like so a lot of people like Vince abandoned his troops or whatever. He got out of there within two hours, and then I think Brock had a private plane, so he got out of there. The same with Hogan. Some people said that Hogan and Flair went with Brock, or they had their own thing with Jimmy Hart and somebody else. But, I mean, it sucks for anyone who's got stuck there for 25 hours. I mean, that, you, you know, if you've been to the airport and you get stuck for one hour, it sucks. Imagine 25. Yeah, it's got to be insane. But, like, I know some people are dogging on Vince, like, oh, he left, he left. But from what I understand, like, once a raw SmackDown pay-per-view's over, he gets on his plane and goes. Like, yeah. The guy works, you know, like a zillion hours I mean he's got Raw Smackdown he basically runs WWE and he's got the XFL I mean the guy doesn't have time to waste as soon as something's done he's on to the next thing so I, I, I don't put any blame on Vince at all for that you know he's, he needs to get back to try to go to run Smackdown which is happening you know within the next handful of hours yeah. really and uh, excuse me some people said that there, there was a that Saudi government did not pay WD for a last show or the last two shows or something and Vince held up the live feed or something and it didn't start like when it started on the network it didn't start for the same time the people in Saudi Arabia because I guess it was on some channel there like whatever their cable is and that's a place where you don't mess around because they kill people they kill people for being gay so you know and women just were able to be able to drive there so that's not a place to mess around with anything just you know okay just do what you gotta do and get out of there and then try and get your money but I don't know I'm not, I'm not for the Saudi shows. I know they're trying to help the people over there, but the government's terrible. So I don't know. And then, like after all this business, then they say it, uh, they announced the deal. Like, they're going to be doing them to 2027. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, you figure they'd be back out. And they must throw a whole bunch of money out. Yeah. Ugh. So I, I don't know. I'm going to say next time it comes around, there's going to be a lot of people that don't go. I mean, you know, like Daniel Bryan doesn't go. Uh, Sami Zayn doesn't go because they hate his people, and they told him he cannot go. So I mean, at least they were there to be on SmackDown. And, and hey. The guys that couldn't make it SmackDown, we wound up getting a really good SmackDown out of it. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk about. So there's it. the obviously, transition to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good transition. We didn't even mean to do that. Yeah, obviously we record these on Fridays. A couple hours later, it's the SmackDown show. I was, uh, as I mentioned last week, I was home alone. Lily was over her mom's. Amber was oh, she went to see family she hasn't seen in Vermont. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll check out this SmackDown show. I'm pretty curious just to 
just to see what happens. And I try to stay up to date on current products. Like, it's just too tough with all the all the rest. And we do watch, and then you hear rumors at the NXT people are going to be there. And then Shayna Baszler does a run in, beats up Tasha Banks and Bailey. I'm like, oh, we're off and running. And uh, Tommaso Ciampa had a really good promo with The Miz. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle beat up Sami Zayn. So my God, this is like an this is like an invasion angle, but like guys that like I actually want to see. Yeah. So so I thought the whole Daniel Bryan the setup for the match with Adam Cole was, was brilliant because Hunter and Triple R and uh, Hunter and Michaels are backstage and Daniel Bryan comes up. He's like, yeah, I'm looking for a fight. And I was like, oh man, I was like, I literally grabbed my phone. I'm like, I'm gonna text Hunter, let him know they're doing Triple H with Daniel Bryan. And Triple H's like, I don't have my gear. And then Michaels takes his jacket off. I'm like, yeah, they're not gonna do this. I like how they like, teased no, it, though. Like, I like how they teased it with Shawn Michaels taking off his jacket, and then he's like, oh, oh wait a minute, it's cold in here. Like, yeah. that's a nice little tease. And then Adam Cole, or when Triple H says, come on, champ, and then Adam Cole shows up. Yeah, and not only that, but then they put the NXT title on. Yeah. So they have probably the best, I mean, I'm trying to think, probably the best main roster match Quite this year. Time. I mean, yeah. Brian and Kofi and then at WrestleMania, and then I believe it was Money in the Bank with uh, Seth and AJ. But, I mean, it's probably a juggle between the three, but, I mean, for this to be on a SmackDown and almost kind of like a put-together-last-minute SmackDown, yeah. I, I thought this was a great show. And a, and a no, uh, you know, screw-job finish. It was a clean finish. Adam Cole hits the, the Panama oh. Sunrise and then the, what does he call it, kill shot? Is that the, the knee to the back of the head, like the ball man? Yeah. Yeah, he hits that and pins Daniel Bryan clean. It's like, wow, how awesome is that for Daniel Cole? Or Daniel Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole. And from what I understand, I didn't see, I only saw bits and pieces of Raz. They did an invasion angle there, and then they did Seth Rollins or Adam Cole, and I haven't been able to find it uh, on YouTube. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably on the network now. Uh, well, the Raw and SmackDown are always like, they're two weeks behind on the network. It's on Hulu if you have that. I didn't get to watch that. I didn't watch any of Raw. But uh, I, did, I did watch NXT from last week because then uh, AJ and the, and the Good Brothers went down there and they wrestled uh, Matt, Matt Riddle, Tommaso Ciampa, and um, Keith Lee. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I must, might as well segue into the Wednesday Night Wars. I was able to. I'm assuming that you watch both shows. You watch you usually watch AEW first, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, on on if you go on Hulu, um, they do have NXT, but it, they edit it down to an hour. I don't know why. So you're gonna watch an hour, but it is up at midnight on Thursday. But uh, the network version of NXT is the full two hours, but that doesn't go up to a full 24 hours, so you can't watch that till 8 p.m. Thursday night. So I was like, well, I'll just watch the hour episode. So I watched the hour of NXT. Which is some stuff's edited out. Now, usually I watch, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of backtrack, because i got to tell you about what I watched on Wednesday night, which is almost as entertaining as the, these two shows. I And every week when we do this, you know, I guess this is our, obviously our Wednesday Night War segment. Every week I usually pick a winner where I thought was the better show. I think this was an even drop. I thought both shows were fantastic. I don't know which one's better. I know AEW dropped a little bit in their ratings, and NXT went up. So now the gap's getting closer. And I think that usually I watch AEW first. I watch AEW on Thursday uh, first before NXT. But I was really intrigued to watch NXT first, which I did. And I still stuck with my schedule on AEW first, just because I thought NXT did a brilliant thing where they put all over YouTube and their social media about an hour before the show started. It was the Undisputed Era making a video, and then the uh, the OC, you know, the uh, I guess the WWE Bullet Club, AJ Styles, uh, uh, Gallows, and Anderson beat up the Undisputed Era, and I'm like, oh man, and it must have worked, because the ratings were uh, were pretty high for, yeah. for, for week six, they had a really good rating, I think and the, the, show, the show was excellent. I think the ratings for were like only like, let's say like 100,000, it was real close, maybe even like 50,000 difference, like they were really neck and neck. I think it was like 50,000, 55,000, yeah. close. 
So, so that's awesome. I mean, both shows are pretty good. I obviously I didn't see the full NXT. Uh, the match was what Shayna and Dakota Kai. Well, it was okay. But the, yeah, the was main really event good. was. I thought. I thought. I thought. I really enjoyed. It. I thought it was great. Yeah. The the main event. I thought the main event was really good. Um, then the Angel Garza Tony Nese match was very good. And then and then uh, an NXT or uh, on AEW rather, no matches were blow away. Uh, I know that the finish got messed up for Pac and Trent Beretta, but I thought that was a very good match, aside from the finish. And then the, the women's tag, a little, eh. But the main event was good. And then, the, the of course, the awesome promo by Cody. And then the, 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 the super great, wonderful video by Chris Jericho. Well, yeah, we'll get, let's, let's backtrack. Let's go to NXT now. Did you get a chance to see uh, Taya Conte? I forget what her new name. I think it was just Taya versus uh, I think Santana it, Garrett. No, I didn't, I didn't see that. I like Santana. That was edited out, so I have to watch it on the network because I want to watch Santana. My friend said she came out, and the crowd was kind of flat for her. And I was like, I don't. That's kind of hard to believe. I think the NXT uh, crowd would know her, but I mean they're not going to pop like it's John Cena walks in or something. But you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it was. I know she got a big pop towards the end. They did this what towards the end. I don't know if Conte caught an elbow or something, but like it looked like she's running spots extremely slow. And I was like that, and I really wanted to watch. And I was like, man, it looks like it's like they're almost like doing something in practice. And then she kind of sped up uh, towards the finish. It got a little tighter with stuff, but it just seemed kind of wonky. But no, really? I thought that, that that whole match was really good. But the whole yeah, and then the whole uh, AEW or NXT show I thought was great. And they almost had similar endings where it was like yeah, the know, big brawl. Yeah, it kind of set up well. Obviously on and NXT it is set up war games, but on AEW it felt like it, it was set up their own war games. And even Cody said something about the match beyond, which is what WCW and NBA always said about war games. That was Dusty's phrase. So. I would think somewhere down the line we get a AEW War Games now. What are they going to call it? Because they can't call it War Games. Who knows? But I think we're definitely going to get that. I mean, obviously, it was building towards Cody and Jericho and the Bucks versus uh, XLAX, which is XLAX, but um, we're proud and powerful. So, I mean, we, we got that. But, I mean, it really felt like AEW was building towards the War Games itself, too. Yeah, it seemed like they're doing with the inner circle. Obviously, you'll have Hagar, Jericho, uh, Santana Ortiz, Sammy versus Cody, the Bucks. Kenny and Hangman. So that's probably what they're building. Maybe do you put that. that on a pay review, or do, you, or do you do that on a TV show to really to really bump up a rating? Yeah, the ratings have been steadily declining each week. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, I would say maybe you put say it for pay review, but yeah, the ratings have been going down. But like, who knows? They can come back up at any time. You know, I think it's. I know one week there was a a baseball game on and stuff like that. So I I don't think the ratings will continue to go down. I think they'll be up and down. So I don't know. I don't know if you put that on the, the TV show. Maybe build it up. Maybe that's like the Christmas special. I know they're doing a show on New Year's Day. Maybe do it then. Yeah, that's a possibility. But I think both shows, all six weeks, have been excellent. Like I said, this week I call them the even draw. But what did you think of the uh, the finish of the NXT show with Balor hitting the uh, ridiculous bloody Sunday? Oh yeah, uh, I thought that was yeah. At the end, and then uh, and then him and AJ doing the bullet club pose. Yeah, <laughs> where uh, AJ sweet and yeah. Mallory did the the gun song. Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, what were they gonna go with that? I was they have to do something. So, I mean, maybe they do a a match at Survivor Series where it's uh, the fake bull club, <laughs> where it's Finn and, and uh, AJ and the Good Brothers versus some NXT guys and maybe one other uh, Raw or SmackDown guy just to kind of because Finn's technically NXT, so. You know, if you put XT with the WWE guys, then you need three NXT guys with a WWE guy. I I don't know. That's why I would think they would build some type of uh, matches five or series with that. Well, they did say they're doing two war games. Now the women's, I thought it was gonna be five on five, but now it's saying four on four. It's uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, 
Mia Yim, and I believe she picked Dakota Kai. She's either going to pick Dakota Kai or Tanya Conklin. So one of those, one of those girls yeah. in that that uh, that tag team. Did they officially? Because I know that I seen a match grab. I thought it was five and five too with Marina and Jessamine, but they're not in it. Uh, no, I, know, I know the good guy no. team. It was announced on NXT. I don't know. Obviously, I watched that hour where it was just uh, oh, what's her name, Candice, Tegan Knox, and uh, Reed Ripley. So I, and then yeah. and then Mia Yim came out and she started beating them everybody up with the uh, the kendo sticks. I would assume it's gonna be Mia Yim on the good guy team. For the bad guy team, I I don't know. They did a promo right afterwards where. Uh, where Rhea said because she's the captain and she wants Mia and Mia, Mia in and then she looked over at Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox and said one of you that means one of you is out oh okay hmm so it's only four and four now on the the heel side it's Shayna Io and Bianca Belair but they didn't say who the fifth person was and you figured Shayna would go with Jessamyn and Marina just because they're in the they're in the stable yeah so, that's that's I mean, what yeah. yeah I and I was thinking like I know they're green yet but like let's say uh Shayna was out first in the war games, and then Jessamine and Marina are the next two out. Or even, let's say, one of them's the first one out, but they put him in there with a good hand like Io. Like, the war games is a match where they could easily be uh, hide their shortcomings with uh, putting sure. like, someone, you know, yeah. Shayna's in there with them, and then finally they're the first two eliminated, or whatever. I mean, that's a match where they can cover a lot of that up. So I was like, maybe they'll be in it, but they're not going to be in it at all. So, I don't know. And then the, uh, the guys match, they didn't announce who will be... Uh, there's a mystery guy on the good guy team. Which I'm you thinking is Dijak. Or will yeah, be Dijak. You, you figure it'd be Gargano, but I think they're going to do Gargano and Balor. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's... But, like... If they, yeah, so if they do that match, then they can't put Gargano in the War Games match. Unless they maybe have that match first and then they put him in anyway. But I, I don't think they'll put him in two matches. Maybe. Yeah, I agree with Dijak. I think Dijak's the way to go, and I think Gargano and Balor would be like the, the single straight match. You know what I mean? Like that'll steal the show because you have it's all the undisputed era. Because there really is going to be no title matches that show. But if you give two war two really good war games match, then you give Gargano and Balor like plus twenty minutes. Yeah. Then what? Then what would you do? Would you have the women's war games first, or would you have the men's first? Because obviously one of them's going to probably be first, and the other one would be last, like with the two matches in between or three matches in between. I think that you got to do the male last because there's way more star power. The Undisputed Era, they're the horsemen. They are the horsemen. Yeah. They're the best. They're hands down the best stable in wrestling right now. Hands down. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, and they they can go on any show, and they proved it. Like going Raw SmackDown, they can pretty much just you know just do the whole gang thing. I mean, Adam Cole, they all can talk, they all can work, they all have a good look. They all, you know, they're all separate and stuff. They're very much Yeah, there's like not one guy where you're like, ah, well, he, he's not so good, but the other ones make up for it. They're all like, almost equal, and like in yeah. ring and talking-wise. Yeah, they're all excellent in their own way. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think, just because you have the star power there, and, you know, Tampa's back to where he needs to be. They're doing a good job uh, pushing Keith. Now, Matt Riddle's been a, he's got star written all over him since the beginning of the year, but they keep, you know, putting the fire underneath him, so he keeps rising up. Mm-hmm. And then you have... Um, yeah, Keith Lee, but maybe the fourth guy is uh, Velveteen Dream. I know that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe two or three months, so maybe he'll be back for this. Yeah, maybe he's hurting, or you know, can he come back to just at least you know do a brawl? You know, he doesn't have to do anything too nutty in it and let the other guys do that. So that's what I was just gonna mess- say to you. I think it's him. Yeah, I don't know. I would but, rather, yeah, as much as I'd like to see Gargano in this, I'd rather see him in a straight single. Yeah, I would rather see Gargano versus Finn Balor. I think that would be. A great match, and, and you need at least what at least two matches in between the two war games. So, you know, with all your stars taken up in the war games match, who you really put in there? I mean, uh, what what's his name? Probably Angel Garza. Will have a match. Maybe you put the uh, um, 
Leo Rush defending the Cruiserweight title. I know him and Angel Garza are, are they they have their match next week. But yeah, maybe Leo Rush versus somebody else. Yeah, there and then maybe you put a, an NXT UK match on there just to fill time. Like, oh, that's a possibility. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're you know they're, they're still kind of feuding Pete Dunne and uh, Damian Priest, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's there. They get a match or something. So I guess you have some options there. And I know Tony Storm. They took her out of UK, and she's not been on regular NXT yet. She hasn't been anywhere, so I don't know what they're doing with her. Maybe they have her debut, and she beats you know some a lower tier girl or something. Who knows? Yeah, I know Walter was over in Big Japan this past. Yeah, weekend. how about that? That's pretty cool. How they can do. Uh, you know, the, the UK guys can do other stuff. I mean, obviously they're not going to show up on AEW or anything, but it's cool they can do Big Japan or like you know random uh, other feds and. Uh, Europe. Yeah, I mean, as well. And I know obviously a lot of the AEW guys are doing indies as well because they're only working once a week. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's great. And they're getting paid very well, you know, and they're still allowed to do some indies. So, hey, that's good on them, you know? That's the place to yeah. go. Yeah, not only that, but they, you know, they're probably making a ton on meet and greets and merch. Yeah, yeah, the merch is through the roof there. Especially, like, like anyone that's tied with Jericho, like, we were just talking to my friends, like, Sammy Guevara, like, man, Jericho is helping his career so much. Just like yeah. just being there, like you know, I always tell Jericho likes him and everything, but man, he's really benefiting from being in the inner circle and uh, just being in like all the main events and just just being there, you know. So I'm sure he's doing good on the merch. I'm sure everyone in AEW is doing good on the merch. Hangman Page with his new cowboy shirt, <laughs> and of course Jericho obviously bringing it in. Everything Jericho says becomes a t-shirt. Yeah, I think the most the person that's benefiting the most since AEW started, Sammy Guevara. I mean, I've only seen him in PWG. I'm sure he was doing a lot of the other indies, but I mean. Santana Ortiz were on Impact. Uh, obviously, uh, Hager Swagger was on WWE uh, TV for a long time, and he was, you know, he's uh, fighting at Bellator. And then, yeah, well, then obviously Jericho's Jericho. So yeah. you have Sammy Guevara's really, I mean, he's the youngest guy in there. They're a good looking kid, can work, super cocky. So it's just an you know, easy heel, and he's learning from Jericho. But yeah, let's switch over to the AEW show. So Cody, yeah, I, I love it how when Cody's doing all these, these promos. With his backstage or in the ring, that he's using Tony Schiavone. Yeah, because he knows Tony from when he was probably a little kid. So it's cool they have a friendship. And, and why not? Tony's so good. And you can tell that Tony's just loving it. He's loving being back. And he's more into it because he's actually he's just so happy to be there, you know? He just needs a haircut or yeah, yeah, his hair. Yeah, yeah, he does. He kind of looks a little. I think Conrad said something to him on his podcast about that this weekend. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Conrad always rags on him. But so he cut, yeah, Cody cuts this all-time great promo, and I was listening to Meltzer review it, and Alvarez is going, it's like the greatest, he goes, he's the greatest baby face of all time, and then Meltzer cuts on, he goes, he's not the greatest baby face of all time, and I'm thinking, all right, Dave, yeah, you tell him. Like, yeah. But he was like Tanahashi level, I was like, all right, you pump the brakes too. Yeah. This is a great promo, but how dare you? Yeah, he's talking like it's Hogan in 85 or Bruno in 78, <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, let's not go too carried away here. But, but I mean, not only was it a great promo. But it was like his cadence, the way that he would go up and down on his levels and his voice when he started talking about how, you know, let's not talk about the people in my family that are deceased. Let's talk about my mother. Let's talk about my sister. And then he started like crying a little bit. Then he, then he switched gears to be funny and talked about how Jericho, you can buy Jericho's book on Amazon. Yeah, for $3. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good. Like it started off, I'm like, eh, this is, you know, it's okay. Now it's run the mill. Now I'm like, wow, this is really good by the end of it. Because Cody got into it. And you can tell that Cody, again, is enjoying what he's doing too. So, yeah. and I, 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 I like the, uh, you know, if I don't win, I'll never challenge for the belt again, because that's a classic storyline. Some people don't like it. I know NWA just did it with Tim Storm in the first episode, but who cares? I mean, you know, it's wrestling. You'll, you're going to see the same storyline over and over, but it's still good. So I like it. Yeah. Eventually, Cody will challenge for the belt again. So 
I, I don't see Cody winning that pay-per-view, not to jump to our preview. I think Jericho keeping it, but, you know, Cody will eventually win the belt at some point in time. It's wrestling. These situations yeah. never last. So yeah. we'll, we'll get to that at the end. But let's talk about, as great as that segment was and the matches, you know, hold on, I'm going to back up. Okay, so the the first match, Pack and uh, uh, Trent or Adam, Trent, whatever you want to call him, great match. Obviously, a lot of people are talking about the finish. So if you didn't see it, Pack hits the red arrow, black arrow. Uh, Bryce like, doesn't count to three, counts to two. Yeah. So what was it? Was he supposed to kick out? Did Pac for, like was was the finish? Hey, I'll hit the black arrow and then I'll put him in the the brutalizer and that's the finish. And maybe Bryce was like waiting for him to do that. But I mean, hey, he hits the black arrow. If he would have pinned him, I don't think anyone would have been upset at that. So I, I don't know what what happened there. It kind of makes Bryce look dumb though. Well, I mean, here's what I want to ask you as a fellow performer. So to me, it seems like they're trying to get the brutalizer over. Like, yeah. Be Kenny with it. I think he's going to be probably hanging with it. They're trying to get that over as yeah, the submission finish. This way he doesn't have to constantly go to the air and beat himself up. But yeah, as he has been doing for the past you know, 10, 12 years, what have you. Obviously the uh, the Black Arrow is a cooler looking finish, but I think they want to get the Brutalizer over. So either one or two things happen. Either now, if you, if you go back and watch it, Pac took a long time to get to the top rope. Once he got to the top rope, he stayed there for a while. So is Trent supposed to move and then they went to the Brutalizer? Was Trent supposed to kick out? Was Pac supposed to hit the hit the black arrow and then put Trent to the brutalizer? Yeah, I can't I can't like, see Trent kicking out of that because that's like his uh, finisher. I mean, then if he moved and like Pac lands, like what we then put him in it. So it was it was weird. I don't know what was going. I think the the finish was probably hey, let me hit the black arrow and I'll put you in the brutalizer. Maybe Pac forgot and that's when Bryce was like, uh, I think Bryce should just count three. I mean, I don't think anyone would be upset. He'd be like, oh, I forgot to realize. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get in next week. But it was it was weird. But other than that, the match was was very good. A lot of people are like, wow, Trent Trent's so good and underrated. And it's like, oh yeah, he is. Yeah, we've seen that for years now. Now, but the Griffin takes the heat for that, or is that just something they kind of three of them just talk over? You know, I, I would like, you know, I would think any if anyone, Bryce was probably hard on himself. Kind of like our friend uh, Matt Thurlane's hard on himself when he does something wrong, and it's like, hey man, it's not that big deal. Probably Bryce was the hardest on himself. I'm sure there was no heat backstage. I, I would think I'd say it's all Bryce probably on himself. Unless it yeah, was unless Trent did forget to kick out or something, but man, I don't know. Yeah, kick it out that's of the finish. a tough call. But for what I understand, the WWE refs, if they count to three on something and the person doesn't kick out, they get a two hundred fifty dollar bonus. Really? So think wow. if you rep, think if you rep four matches on a house show mm-hmm. and like the finish is supposed to be this and the guy didn't kick out and the ref counts them and it happened in four matches, you get a thousand dollar bonus. Yeah, that ain't bad. But that's how it should be. I was always told that hey, they tell the ref count to three. If they don't kick out, that's their fault. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. So. Some some refs don't. I mean, you know, you've worked it. You've been working a long time. Some refs they don't want to know the finish. Some of them do want to know the finish. It's just like if you don't kick out, kick out. Yeah. You know, like but, I know where I'm supposed to be. Like another thing is like I don't stare at the ref. You know, I, I, a lot of I, people I, do. A lot of big names do. I never do. I mean, if you can't feel the the the, the cadence of one, two, three, then, then why even wrestle? <laughs> yeah. I learned that from Jericho. I never look. I look away. A lot of times I close my eyes. Yeah, that's what I do too. And then I, and then I kick out because you can see like somebody hit a big move. Like, oh, that's the finish. And then like, yeah, like Cena does it a lot. And then he's like staring at the ring. Like, oh, he's kicking out. Yeah, and it's like blatantly looking. I'm like, oh, come on now. I at think least... Naito does it too. There's somebody who's a big name in New Japan. I want to say it's Naito. Hmm. And you know the Naito matches, they're all about kicking out of each other's finishes. Yeah. But I want to say it's Naito where he stares at the ref. Ugh, it's just I'll like, oh, to... that's that different. It kind of takes it a little bit away from you. Yeah, it's like at least squint your eyes or put your hair in front of your eyes if you have hair. Something, you know? I don't know. I, I, never, I never look because uh, I, I can feel the one, two, three. 
So not to put myself over. Yeah. So we had that big crazy brawl at the end. You know, the main event was Jericho and Sammy versus uh, was it Got Kenny and uh, Hangman? Yeah. Really good main event. It ends obviously with Moxley coming out and LAX coming out and Cody coming out and MJF coming out and just this huge crazy brawl and it has that big fight feel and I was like, man. I mean, I was looking forward to the this pay per view. Now it's like that go home segment, like between the match and uh, this finish. It's like, man, I'm really like I can't. I like tomorrow between two jobs wrestling. Tomorrow's my first day off in like 22 days. No, oh, wow. So it's like, yeah, it's like, man, this is it's gonna be a nice day off. Dude. I'm gonna wake up whenever I wake up. I'm gonna go to the gym. I gotta finish raking my yard, <laughs> and then and that's it. College football is stacked. Uh, I'm gonna try to fit in some. Some uh, Rock and Roll Express wrestling, you know, just jotting down ideas from there, and maybe some old school All Japan, maybe just, just you fool around on the old YouTube, and then I'm going to sit back with a little bit of the bubbly, aka probably a few beers, and yeah. I'm going to enjoy this AEW pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a show, so I'll probably get back late, and then I'll, I'll watch what I can watch. I'll say Sunday, I'll try to catch up. I'll definitely watch the New Japan show that will be live on New Japan World, so... I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. watch it when I can. Maybe I'll get home and we'll be able to catch a little bit of the AW pay per view. Maybe the main event. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I won't spoil anything for you. I'll do what you did for the first AW pay per view. Right, I'm gonna give you my star rating. Okay, that works. Yeah, <laughs> here's this so this match. Yeah, that works. So that's what that's what I'll do, sir. So then, but I, again, now obviously they did a great job previewing the show. But I think on the you know, both these show, both the Wednesday Night Wars, both shows were A or A pluses. But I think the best thing on two shows is, and you, you talked about it a little bit ago, is that fantastic Chris Jericho <laughs> video where it's basically kind of a spoofed Cody's video where, like, Brandy's talking to him mm-hmm. in the kitchen, and he's, like, a million miles away. So he's sitting there at, like, a, a table catering, and Sammy Guevara comes up to him, and he goes, what bubble do you want? This one's better taste, and this one has low calories. And Jericho gets up and kisses him inside, and it's like how Cody does Yeah, and Jericho's, like, zoning out, because, like, you hear, like, Guevara talking, and then his voice fades away, you just hear Jericho, like, see Jericho, and then he gives him that kiss in the head. And I was like, where are they going with this? And I like how the producers are, Jim Ross and x kind of like, there's a video from Chris Jericho in our circle. We don't know what it is, but we're going to go to it now. I'm like, this is so good. It's like classic wrestling. And they show Jericho in the tub, yeah. the bubbly, wearing his hat and his scarf. Yeah, and he slowly, like, you don't see it, and his hand goes down, and he slowly brings up the, the bottle of champagne, takes a sip, like, this is so good. And then they had, uh, what was it, his his aunt's, his aunt's friend from church, or something like church. that. Yeah, and her name was Bobski, and if you remember, if you ever seen Southpaw Regional Wrestling, when Jericho's in that, his name's Clint Bobski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was like, bossy. So Jericho was totally behind this whole promo, and then she says, uh, "I like her. Her best line was, um, one of her best lines was like, I knew when Jericho was a little kid that he was destined to win the AEW championship.' It's like you knew that when AEW came out a year ago. I was like, that's just so good. And then uh, uh, I forget if it's Guevara or somebody's like, Chris Jericho is the youngest AEW champion ever, which it's true, but you know." And they yeah, just, it was Sammy. Yeah, yeah the way they put him over, <laughs> with all the ridiculousness, and then of course one of the stars of the the show, Virgil himself, <laughs> Soul Train Jones, was was his original name in Memphis. Goes, Chris Jericho's talent is like Olive Garden breadsticks, unlimited. <laughs> I'm like, this is so good. And then it shows Jack Hager, and he's just not saying anything. <laughs> they go back to him. He's like. <sighs> So I mean, what a great video! Like just the, all the callbacks to everything, and it's just so funny. I shared it. It's only like three minutes, but like it just puts so Jericho as the the over the top goofy heel, but not too goofy where like oh he'll never beat him. 
But, and, you know, just funny. You know that was all Jericho who came up with all that. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, they have no writers. It's just like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah, okay, which is I the way to go. Oh, that's a, yeah, I think that's the way to go. Like, I'm sure Nolan handed Cody his promo. Cody's like, hey, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to say this and this, you know. Maybe he had the idea for the $3 book line, but yeah. that's the he way the bullet points. Yeah. You get, I mean, you give someone a script and you say go out there, obviously it's not going to be... I mean, they're not actors. It's not like, you know, from the Avengers where you've got to read this and that. Like, I don't know. You, you can't get feeling if you're going out there and just reading someone else's words. Yeah, I agree with that. That's why sometimes, like, when, when, when we're, we're having matches, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people they want to call, you know, 75, 80% of the match, you know, beforehand. There's some, sometimes, like, all right, so this, this, let's call the rest out there. It's like one less to memorize. Two, you just want to feel. Yeah. You don't know. You would be like something that the guy falls a certain way and lands. And like, oh, this would be great here, you know. And yeah, maybe you didn't plan it, and then you're like, oh, people were like what you did there. So, it, yeah, it, it all depends with wrestling. That's why it's 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 fluid. It's very moving. Where you know, you got to be able to adjust at any time. Yeah, make it up as you go. You know, mm-hmm. the reason why it's called the canvas, and we're out there to paint art. We really don't know what we're painting until we're we're pretty much done. Yeah. So, I mean, wrestling just a fantastic art form. So, that was the Wednesday Night Wars. Now, let me ask you this, partner. And if you who who do you vote for? Who do you think, in your opinion, for what you like in wrestling? Who do you, who had the better show on Wednesday? Ooh, well, again, I've seen the hour of NXT, so I'm yeah, gonna right. yeah. I'm gonna lean a little bit more to AW because of the the Cody promo and the, uh, the the wonderful Jericho video. And the matches were good. I mean, the matches I did see on NXT were pretty good, but I did not get to see the full NXT. I wish I would have seen Santana. I'll have to watch that after because I like Santana. I'm, I'm glad they signed her, or at least they're using her. Yeah, I think that they signed her. Could be wrong. Oh, good. I mean, now's the time where everyone's getting signed. Like, I know AW signed a bunch of girls. Like, Jamie Hayter and uh, that Shanna girl and somebody else. They signed a bunch of girls. I think Mercedes Martinez was on AW Dark, so I'm going to assume they signed her. Which, that's Hopefully. a good that's a good get for the women's division. Because the women's division needs stuff. But, I mean, you sign, you sign people like that, they're going headed in the right direction anyway. Yeah, and I still think WWE has by far the best women's division. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. NXT mainly, you know. They're crushing it. But I got to tell you what I watch Wednesday night. Now, one of the shows that I do watch on Wednesday, um, it's called The Goldbergs. It's based in the 80s, and they have... It's it's very much like The Simpsons. Like, once you see a couple episodes, you kind of get a feel for the characters. You don't have to watch it, like, week to week. You kind of just kind of come and go. Now, I do watch it uh, every week that it's on. So what happens is, uh, like I said, this show's picked place in the 80s. So they'll do a bunch of episodes where they have, like, an 80s theme. Like, oh, Star Wars. Super Mario Brothers, uh, you know, Nintendo, this one's on Pong, this one's on Magoonies, this one's on Tron. I don't, I've been watching this show probably every week whenever it's new for four years, and I never figured this one out. This one was based on wrestling. <laughs> oh, nice. And who, and who was in it? Bill Goldberg. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Like, oh, like, yeah, when, the, when they always do, like, a 30-second trailer on, on Facebook on Wednesday, and I'm like, how did I not figure? I've watched this show for four years. It takes place in the decade I grew up in. To me, the biggest star in the 80s was Hulk Hogan, because that's yeah, what I liked the God. most. How did I never figure out they would ever do a wrestling match? So basically, <laughs> basically what happens is the two brothers, they want to go to, uh, they want to watch WrestleMania 4, right? Which is in a, now they, it, this takes place in a suburb of Philadelphia. Okay. So if you remember, WrestleMania 4 took place in Atlantic City, Trump Tower. So they, they go to their father and like, we need $25 for the pay-per-view. Their father's a known cheapskate. He doesn't want to really spend any time with the kids. He just wants to go to work, sit on the couch, and he comes home and watch the Eagles play. So, he's just like, okay, yeah, here's $25. And he's just like, what? So now the grandfather, who's uh, like this playboy, he's just, he goes, now the father's name is Murray. He's like, Murray, he's like, you can get the $25 pretty quick. He's like, 
Yeah, I went to my doctor, and then, you know, the doctor a week later had a heart attack and died, so he's got two kids, and he always does these things, and I realized I don't spend any time with my kids, so I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to order the pay-per-view, and we're going to watch, we'll watch WrestleMania, and then the grandfather convinced me, well, it's only like an hour away, it's only a few hours away in Atlantic City, why don't you go get tickets? <laughs> so they go to the box office to get tickets, there's the poster for WrestleMania 4, you know, for the tournament with Hogan and Andre, nice. and I'm like slipping out. Yeah. And they keep showing the kids playing with the old LJN figures. So it's like, oh man, this is like so cool, like bring back so many memories. So then as they get to the box office, it's sold out, so they wind up buying tickets from the scalper. They go to the uh, the venue, and obviously they don't show any of the wrestlers, so they're just like sitting in like a studio. And Carlito comes up to them, and he's like, hey, as a, dressed up as a fan, and he's like, hey, you guys are sitting in my seat. He goes, no. He's like, this, these are my seats. So they call security, and it turns out the scalper sold them tickets to Whistle Mania. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not wrestling. So as they're leaving, uh, they get into a fight with their dad. Oh, you know, you got you bought us the wrong tickets. I'm so stupid. So they're leaving, and they feel bad. And who, bump, who do they bump into as they're leaving? But Hulk Hogan. So now it's the two brothers, and Hulk Hogan keeps calling them brother. And he's like, he knows that they're brothers. He's like, no way, I'm not your brother. He's my brother. He's like, brother, brother. Yeah. You listen to your brother, brother. And he just keeps brother at the death. It's so funny. That's funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was like, I said, poor Amber could never get get away from wrestling. Even on like, the biggest wrestling day of the week, which is now Wednesdays. And it's like, yeah, oh, you know, I gotta watch, gotta watch your shows. Yeah, not, watch the show has nothing to do about wrestling normally. <laughs> yeah, and it had wrestling on it. That was the theme. Yeah. I can't get away. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Did you get a chance to watch the Power Struggle? From I, I did, I did. I watched just just about all of it. I thought it was a, a very good show. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought Osprey uh, had the best match. I thought that Ken, uh, Kenton Ishii would have been the best match or the main event of Jay White and Goto. Both of them were really, really good. But uh, I still the show again with uh, with Desperado. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Bushi, uh, Bushi, Bushi, yeah. Bushi, Bushi. Yeah, yeah, and then, then the spot where he uh, steals the poison mist by kissing him and spits it back at him. I was like, I've never seen that before. That's that's quite creative. But yeah, that was a, a really good match. And then Will Ospreay wins. And then, of course, after the big news, Hiromu Takahashi comes back and challenges Will Ospreay for a match at Wrestle Kingdom. And Will Ospreay obviously accepts. And of course, the crowd went nuts for Hiromu. And he was back bumping around to show that he's good, doing a, a next stand. Because he, he has that nutty character anyway, but showing that he, he can wrestle, he can take bumps. So... What a match that's going to be. Hopefully he's not as crazy as he was. Don't get hurt again. But, I mean, that match should be insane in WrestleMania. Or WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Sorry. That card is really, really shaping up. I mean, this, I mean the power, power Struggle show was it's kind of almost like a bridge show. But there was a lot of good stuff on it. There was, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, I was going to say the ELP match uh, where it was him and uh, Ishimori versus, uh, who was it? Uh, Rocky Romero and uh, Rugby Eagles. That was very good, too. Yeah, that was excellent. I was showing Yale three years in a row. All three years they've been in Tag League. They won World Tag League. So it looks like it's going to be Rapungi 3K versus Ishimori and uh, uh, El Fantasma. So that, yeah, at Wrestle. Hopefully they say that for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I, I, I think that is. I don't, I don't know if it's announced yet, but I, I assume that's going to be for the, for the junior tag titles. I know who wins a, a World Tag League will get a shot at the heavyweight tag titles, which we'll get to in a bit here. So. Yeah. But the, the kind of last thing you want to talk about Power Struggle is they talked away the greatest nobody's talking about. It. I mean, it was, the only big thing that happened was the thing at the end, but they talked away the greatest feud in the history of wrestling was on the show. It was Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Yoshihashi and Okada. So you got a little bit of Tanahashi and Okada 
on opposite sides. Granted, it was in a tag match. Yeah, still, it was still like, pretty good. It was cool. Yeah, it's still, it's still Tanahashi for some time. And then obviously the big thing, which you knew was going to happen eventually, was Jericho comes out. You know, another great Jericho video where they have all these people play the air guitar. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they, they all, like, fall over. Yeah, because like, Jericho's beating him up, I guess. And then he challenges Tanahashi for a match at... Wrestle Kingdom on the the second day, and Tanahashi accepts because the whole match of the commentary is like, oh, "There's no, there's no clear path for Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. There's no road. Usually, we know what he's doing, and we don't know what he's doing. So, it'll be Tanahashi and Jericho on night one, night two. But I'm, I'm assuming Tanahashi probably will wrestle night one as well. Would, is he gonna be yeah. a tag match? Who knows? Maybe he wins World Tag League. That's so, what I was thinking. Which, yeah. So let's uh, segue into that. Now I briefly look at the brackets. You got the brackets right there in front of you, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm not, I have teams. the teams. I don't think they have the brackets yet, but I have all the all the teams. So uh, we'll, we'll get right into it. Because the first team is Tanahashi, and I, I, I was kind of thinking maybe I was hoping for Tanahashi and Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay will not be in this, so this is the only tournament in New Japan that he is not in this year, which is that's crazy. I was in the rest of them, so he gets a little bit of a break. Well, well deserved. So it's Tanahashi teaming up with Toa Hanari, which is like. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. And then you got the team of Great Bash Heel, Toby Makabe and Tomi Okahama. Then we got a good one here, Tenkozi, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroshi Otenzin. So they're going to team up, the classic team. Uh, Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata are in it. And then uh, Finn Juice, David Finley and Juice Robinson. Here's one that's, uh, 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 I guess, a trainee and a trainer, Hiroki Goto, teaming with Carl Fredericks. Obviously, he's trained Ooh. in the... In the Ooh, um, that's a good team. Yeah, he's trained at the, uh, the LA Dojo. Uh, Ishii and uh, Yoshihashi for uh, Chaos representative. Here's a team, a sleeper team. My friends really gonna like this, Matt Hill. Uh, Yano and Kokobana teaming up. And then the wacky team. Then we got Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols. So we got two ROH guys in this, although there's no mentions of ROH anywhere. But also Kokobana in NWA as well, because he just won the NWA national title. But we got some ROH people in this. Uh, then we got Evil and Sonata, of course. Is Shingo teaming up with uh, Terrible from what, AAA? Or CML? Yes, C- CML, rather. Yeah, L Terrible. Yeah, the, yeah. the original, L, 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 I guess you're just LI, Los Ingrenables, not De Japón, because it's in Mexico. So I, I've seen Terrible wrestle a couple times, but not, I'm not too familiar with him, so that should be a good he's team. Not, he's not terrible. Yeah, hello, hey now. <laughs> and here's a team yeah, we thought would be a uh, Sax team with him, but Suzuki. I don't know where Suzuki and Lance Archer, so that, that, that might go pretty far. And then you got Sax Labor teaming with Tai Chi, so there's two uh, Suzuki Gun teams in this. Gorillas of Destiny, of course, Tamatanga and Tangaloa. Um, Kenta teaming up with Takahashi, Yujiro Takahashi, that's the Tokyo Pimp. They might go pretty far. And then finally, rounding it out is uh, Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. So I got the two Bullet Club teams there. So, I mean, it's not a, a stacked World Tag League, but there's some, you know, there's some big names in it and probably some good matches. And it's I, interesting. Yeah. Because you kind of have, like, Kenta, who to me is like one of my all-time favorites, and Yujiro Takahashi is basically just a gimmick. Yeah. And then you have, obviously, Colin Yano, so these are two funny guys. You have Tanahashi, arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, and uh, Toa Harani, or, uh, Hanare. Yeah. Whenever he's on shows, man, he really busts his ass. It's like, oh, maybe they'll win. Finley and Robinson, who was my pick last year, and I think that they finished like third, third or fourth in their bracket. Uh, so they got a good chance. And then, yeah, we thought we were going to get Suzuki and Saber, but instead we get Suzuki and Lance Archer and Taichi, who's probably like the most improved wrestler of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. this match with Power Struggle was great. So Saber and, uh, and uh, um, uh, Taichi. I'm sorry, Ta- yeah, Ta- Taichi. Taichi and Naito was really good. Yeah. So And I have the, of course, the big four that are in the main event. Well, the main event, the two knights aren't in it, which is uh, Okada, Ibushi, Naito, and uh, Jay White are in this. 
to give them some time off. But this uh, I actually do have the bracket. It's not a bracket. It's like one block. So it's kind of like G1, but just the one block. And it has like the knight. So the first, uh, let's see, 11-16, you got Tanahashi and Hanari take it on GBH. And then it's, it's a little confusing to read here, but it, it has like well, the whole thing. I have to go through the whole thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you forever. Just give me two or three teams that you like in this. Huh. I kind of. win the whole thing. I, I kind of want to see what, what uh, Juice and Finley do. Finjuice, I think they'll go pretty far. Uh, Suzuki and Lance Archer, I think they're actually going to go pretty far. Especially since they, you know, we've heard Suzuki wants to leave and they want to kind of. I'm sure they want him to stay. Um. You would think Evil Sonata did pretty good. I, I would like Tanahashi maybe they teamed up with somebody else. Nothing against Tohonari, but let's say it was Tanahashi and uh, Shota Umino. You know, obviously the same amount of excursion, but, you know. So, I don't know. I see probably Finn, like the finals. If I had to like, oh, let's just do a final four. Uh, I'll go Evil Sonata, Suzuki Lance Archer, Finn Juice, and maybe Kenta and Yujiro. I don't know. I'm going to say uh, Team Tana. Juice. I mean, I think it's too it's too predictable to have Evil Sonata win it yeah, or Grills of Destiny. But at the same time, what are you going to do with them at Wrestle Kingdom? So, yeah. you know, I mean, then again, look, what you call it? Rapungi 3K won three years in a row. Nobody's complaining. So, yeah, maybe Evil, Evil Sonata pulled out again. Yeah, who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know. This is when I don't know where this is going to go. Maybe it'd be cool to watch. Um, I probably won't watch every single show, but hey, if I get in, I will get in. I'll try to. Yeah, and then obviously the winner gets the tag title shot at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and, and uh, who who are the tag champs right now? Rose Destiny, right? Yep, so the tag yeah. champs from the Garden Show. Yeah, so I wonder maybe they have them win, and then they're like, oh, we'll challenge anybody, and then the Briscoes come out. I don't know. That's what I would like. But, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Possibilities are endless because we yeah. got two nights of uh, Wrestle mm-hmm. Kingdom. Let's kind of, you know, I mean, let's, let's kind of segue this. So right now the Wrestle Kingdom card is you have the Liger retirement one of you know the night one, mm-hmm. which is that that legend that dream uh, eight man tag match. A lot of those guys are. You know, they were big stars in the 90s, so I'm not expecting a 90-star match, but I'm expecting, like, it's almost like what Kabashi had for his his farewell match. Now, Kabashi's farewell match, it was Kabashi, Akiyama, Mudo, and Sasaki. So you had, like, the, you know, the older the older guard versus Kenta, uh, uh, Taguchi, uh, uh, Katamir, who, uh, I, you know, is the, obviously, as you know, is the whiskey guy mm-hmm. from, uh, I mean, that, I mean, Cameron's a really, really good worker. And a couple of years ago, when he was in Noah, I mean, he's like one of the greatest junior champions. And uh, Goshizaki, who Noah's coming up. So it's just like, I mean, it was a long, drawn-out match. I mean, obviously, you have eight guys. I think it went like some like 40-some minutes. You can probably find the whole segment on YouTube where it's like an hour long between Kabashi's farewell and Kabashi's entrance. So it's just like, yeah, like everybody kind of does their own thing. Obviously, the younger guys carried most of the match, but the, but the, obviously the stars were Kabashi, Mudo, you know, those guys. So I think you're just going to have, like, a really cool uh, fanfare match. So you have that on night one. Uh, you also have, obviously, the, the two title matches. You have Okada, Abushi, Jay White, Naito. Now, mm-hmm. they said that the winners of those two matches are going to be in the main event of the fifth. Well, they also said whoever loses the Intercontinental match and the heavyweight match are going to wrestle each other oh, on really? the second night. Yeah, oh, so wow. I'm thinking, and I know we talked about this, I'm, I, and I kind of, the, one of the reasons why I wanted Abushi to win the G1 is because I think that that would be like the 50-50 match. I don't, I don't know who would win between Abushi and Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Now, if it was Naito winning the G1, I was like, okay, 80% Naito's winning. Anybody else winning the G1, like 80% Okada winning. But now I think it kind of takes the, uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a great match, but I think it kind of takes this thing out of it. I think it's kind of predictable. And that, by no means is that a bad thing. I think it's going to be Okada retaining against Ibushi, 
I think Naito beats Jay White, and then Naito beats Okada. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's how I think it'll go. I mean, but then we all thought Naito was going to win last year. Or what, was it the year before? Yeah, last year. Two years ago. Yeah, two years two ago. Years two years ago. ago, yeah. Sorry, because it was uh, uh, Tanahashi and uh, Kenny Omega last oh, year. Yep. Uh, yeah, we all thought he was going to win. He didn't, so who knows? But I think they got to finally pull the trigger on uh, Naito. And plus, he was the first guy to say he wants both belts. I know uh, Okada never really said it because he said that the heavyweight championship was the main one. And then... Uh, if Kota Ibushi beats Jay White night two, maybe he's your first challenger or he'd do the rematch with Okada. Who knows? But that, that's how I see it. Yeah, Okada retains. Because I can't see Kota Ibushi winning the belt for one day and then losing it the next because New Japan isn't really a place to flip titles like that. I mean, maybe. But then, then you have Okada versus uh, Jay White night two. I mean, nothing against that, but I, I, don't, I don't see it going that way. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to get. And I think what you do is then you have Okada get his rematch at Dominion. Let that go to an hour draw, and then have Okada win the G1, and then flip it back to Okada. Like give give Naito a year reign. Okay, yeah. Or, or you know, this match is in the pipeline because uh, somebody wants it. Maybe they go Okada Jericho for the next big show. Then, if Okada loses the title, hmm. like let's say New Year's Dash, whatever Okada does, Jericho attacks him there, and then that that's the show and uh, whatever. Well, the. We mean they already did Okada and Jericho at Dominion last year. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. But I mean, yeah, they forgot about that. But they probably, but they didn't have they had that weird finish. Remember? Yeah. Well, I think that was just to set up uh, Jericho and Tanahashi. Oh yeah, I mean, that's yeah, true. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But then you have Jericho and Tanahashi for the second night, and then you have whatever. You have Hiromu and Osprey for mm-hmm. uh, the fourth, and then you have Liger. They don't know who. who I think Liger's last. Now, obviously, you're doing the big eight man on night one, so I think you give him a single on night two. My original idea was having to do Tanahashi. Obviously, Tanahashi's doing Jericho. So I think the winner of Osprey and Romo is in the okay. fight against Liger. So yeah. it's like they make it look like, man, is Liger going to go out as champion? Even though he's lost a whole bunch of, like, his, you know, the, his last Super Juniors was last year. And he only won one match. Obviously, he's putting everybody over on the way out. But, I mean, maybe he puts over the junior champion on the way out. Or he wins the junior belt. Maybe, yeah. Liger's Nobody's gonna complain about that. No, I don't think anyone would be upset that. I, I could I could see that happening. I mean I don't know. I would say he's get, he gets a singles match against uh, somebody on night two. I don't I don't see him just doing the one match and then being done. And then we still got what, what, whatever Moxley is gonna be doing. Yeah. So I mean there's, a, there's a tons of possibilities. And then I there was a uh, word that they might do a stardom championship match because uh obviously the parent company of New Japan, Bushi Robot Stardom. So what, why not have a stardom match? Yeah, I mean the possibilities are endless. You have two nights. I mean, you think about it, you do eight eight matches on each card. You have sixteen matches, 16, you know. Yeah, which is at least thirty two people. <laughs> yeah, minimum. So, oh, we'll see what happens. But everything's shaping up really good. It's nice that that I think the reason why they did two nights is because it's a Saturday Sunday. So. Oh, okay, which makes sense. And they're yeah, they're trying to. Hey, if it doesn't work out, then they'll go back to one night next year. Yeah, well, I don't be shocked if you see WWE copy. If it, oh, if yeah. If this is a success, they copy and paste it. Yeah, know? yeah. There's two, two nights at WrestleMania, hundred percent. But, uh, so. so going on more New Japan news here, there's a show this Saturday, it's called New Japan Showdown, and I have the uh, the card here, so I'll go over it real quick. Go so f- first match, Ren Narita, who's training in LA Dojo versus Alex Coughlin for the Young Lions match. Then we got Jushin Liger making a stop, his last match in America, they're saying. Him and Aaron Solo, who I have no idea who this guy is, versus uh, Toriyano and Kokobana, so... Uh, funny match there. I do, I'm gonna look up who Solo is. Return, it says returning New Japan after wrestling his first matches in the crew. Cerulean Blue Black of Southern Showdown. Oh, Australian guy. That no idea who that guy is. I don't know why he's in the match. Um, Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors versus. <laughs> it's a it's a bad night for them. Minoru Suzuki and El Desperado. Um, it should be a good match. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Juice Robinson, and. 
TJ Perkins versus Evil Sonata and Bushi. So AJ there. That should be pretty good. Uh, Chaos Team. Hiroki Goto, Yo, and Rocky Romero versus Kenta, Jado, and Taiji Ishimori. There's another good one. Six-man tag. El Phantasmo defending his British uh, Cruiserweight Championship against Show. That should be really good. Um, Lance Archer defending the U.S. title against David Finley. Does Moxley come out here at all? Oh, no, he's, he at, he's at AEW. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. I don't see just our David Finley winning the title. Um, Naito and Shingo versus Jay White and Chase Owens. And then finally, the main event, which should be awesome. Okada and Will Ospreay versus Kotobushi and Amazing Red. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> like, how about that for a main event? Event, yeah, and this will be live on New Japan World at, I guess, 6 or 7, because it's in uh, uh, San Jose. I'm thinking 6, 7. I don't know. If they have it earlier. Oh, maybe then I can watch two hours of that and then flip over to AEW. Yeah, let's see if there's a time here on this. Uh, yeah, because you think maybe it starts at, you know, 8 o'clock for us on the East Coast is what? Uh, 4 or yeah, four o'clock on uh, the West Coast. So it doesn't really have a time here. Let me, yeah. you have, uh, you want, what, what website do you want? Uh, New Japan's. Uh, are you on NJ uh, 1972? Yes. It doesn't. It okay, just yeah. says the showdown uh, full card, but it doesn't say when. But I'm sure if you go on New Japan World, it will yeah. tell you. Well, that'll be something. Yeah. And I know uh, yeah, our buddy Shane Hagedorn, who uh, probably displayed our shirt. Uh, yes. Shirt that, that thank you, Shane. Thank you for that. He will be, I believe he's attending, because he's a staff writer. He is a employee of AEW. I believe he's going to be at the show in Baltimore. I think anything that's on the East Coast, he lives right outside Philly. That he pretty much goes to all the shows. I know. I was talking to him the other day, and he was him and somebody else. I think it might have been Kyle Durden, who was uh, works for NWA Power. Have you seen him on that, the NWA show? No, not yet. Not wrestling or anything. No, he doesn't wrestle. He's the backstage announcer. Oh no, no. They've only had uh uh, but the Joe Galley, Jim Cornette, and, and uh, what's his name? Not Alex Marvez, but it's, it sounds like that. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. No. no. Yeah, but you know he works for the he works for uh, NWA Power, but I believe it was the two of them were just backstage at AEW, and Jim Ross just like walked by them, and then he like was talking to somebody who was like ten feet away from them. He's like, oh, really? I guess he's like, how you fellas doing? He's like, good. He's like, man, isn't life weird? Like Jim Ross just like asks how we were doing. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, good things happen to good people. Like that kid was a super hard worker. I mean, if you got if you, I champion that podcast all the time. An honorable mention for you guys. Listen, but you guys will hear all the crazy stuff we had to do setting up for a ring crew and by we I only did uh, compared to what Shane did a handful of events I basically just the eco stuff I mean he drove out to Vegas you know from Pennsylvania to Vegas from Pennsylvania to Michigan to Pennsylvania to Chicago oh, wow. um, yeah all the, all the crazy stuff yeah. that they had to do so good good on him man yeah so I, I, I typed in uh, the time here for New Japan Showdown it says it's starting at 1900 hours California time which would be 7pm so 7pm California time for us 8, 9, 10 so maybe you can watch the show after you watch AEW because of the time difference. Well, no. Then if it's seven hours, that would, uh, if it's seven o'clock California time, yeah, it'd be like ten Pacific for us. Time, so that means it's four o'clock for us. No, no, you're going, yeah. you're going the other way. Remember? Three hour, three hour time zone difference. Yeah, yeah, but they're, if they're if they're seven, we're at ten. That's right. I'm yeah, sorry. You're going the, you're going the other way. <laughs> yeah. So like so you could possibly watch uh, AEW and then jump over and watch New Japan. I mean, there'll AEW be some crossover. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I gotta get up, or I think I think Sunday might be chess day. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but anyway, it's the, that there it is for people who want to watch uh, New Japan Showdown. If you're in the East Coast, look right around ten o'clock. Yeah, so there you go. All right, sir. Uh, well, speaking of NWA Power, let's let's keep the train moving here. We're almost an hour in. Let's do the NWA Power Impact 
review, sir. How was NWA Power this past week? It was very good again. So this one was uh, basically uh, uh, Tanahashi. Well, I was going to say Tanahashi. Cole Cabana's uh, title shot against uh, Cowboy James Storm for the national title. And, spoiler, uh, Cole Cabana wins, wins the match and he's the new national champion. So that match was actually pretty good. Uh, there was uh, Thunder Rosa debut. She beat Ashley Fox. And then the Dawsons had a job match. They beat uh, two, two jobbers, Matthew Mims and Jordan Kingsley. I got the results here. Ricky Starts uh, challenged uh, Aaron Stevens, the former David Sandow, to a two out of three falls match. And, and Sandow's playing the, the really goofy heel. So they ring the bell. He rolls him up real quick. And it gets like the fastest <laughs> count in a two out of three falls match right off the bat. <laughs> he pins him. And then he goes right back to like, taking off his coat. So Sandow's <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But uh, Ricky Starts won that match. And then uh, there was a, they were like ending the show, like acting like they're gonna end the show, where Coke Man beat James Storm, and then all of a sudden uh, Eddie Kingston and Homicide come out and they challenge the, they challenge the Dawsons earlier, and the Dawsons come out and they have a match, and hey, Homicide, Homicide, Eddie Kingston beat the Dawsons with a little help from, well, first the Wild came, came out, but then a team called the Rock and Roll Express came out to chase off the Wild Card, and then Homicide, Eddie Kingston picked up the victory and celebrate with Rock and Roll Express, so. It was cool. It was, a, it was a good show again, real fast. Um, the one commercial was for the one uh, game, right? Why I got to play at Outbreak Wrestling, Retromania Wrestling. Uh, they announced that Nick Aldis is in the game and that the NWA World Title is in the game. They have a home mode where you can go and win the 10 pounds of gold. And that this uh, new NWA studio is one of the arenas, and, and the old classic one is going to be one of the arenas in the game, too. So uh, Retromania Wrestling looks really good, and it's going to be on Switch and PlayStation 4 and 360, and now it's NWA approved. So, yeah, it was, it was a good show. I did, I did see some of the gameplay where it is very much like uh, the old Wrestle Fantasy yes. Superstars engine, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, now I'm, I'm definitely going to get that when it comes out. And now that Nick Aldis is in the game, uh, who knows who else from the end of the game? Will The Rock and Roll be in it? No, no, I'm going to say yes. No. I mean, so far the LODs announced, Coca Ban is in it, uh, Austin Idol, uh, Zack Saber Jr. And BWO. Tommy, yeah, BWO and Tommy Dreamer. So yeah, I don't know how many more people they got to announce, but I'm gonna say if they're partnering with the NWA, probably sees better NWA guys in it. Man, but what what a coup for them to pick it up, pick up the NWA, and like, and then with power being as hot as now, get a commercial like good for them. Yeah, now I just saw something online where Thunder Rosa is making her MMA debut tonight. Like, I I did see that, up. yeah, which is which so is good, good for her. her. Yeah, good for her. Good I, I her. like her. I, I haven't really watched her wrestle too much. Uh, this was kind of like my first time watching wrestling. And she's pretty good. She's playing the like super heel bad guy, and she's got she got um uh, what's her name Marty Bell to turn on uh, the women's champion. Uh, what's her name? It was Sienna uh, Allison K. So they're doing that thing where it's like she has control over people, where she can like make people turn evil. So now who the commentators on? It's Cornette and yeah, and a new guy. His name is uh what's his name? Robbie Galley, uh, Joe Galley, Joe Galley. He's just a young guy. He looks like he's like twenty four. But he's, he's play, he plays like the total straight guy, you know, like, like he doesn't make any jokes or anything like the kind of that. Where Cornette's more like the color guy. Yeah, and so, and Cornette's Cornette. Yeah, so. but th this Joe Galley is really good. He's like the broadcast journalist. And this other interview guy, I think is what is his name? I'll, I'll look it up. That's uh, the NBA Power. Power. Character powers commentators. Uh, but I think they're good together, though. Yeah, yeah, they they are very good together. And Cornette's very good on here. And the interview guy, whose name I can't find right now, he's very good. Um, I'm trying to get the the name here, but NBA Power it just it's such an easy show to watch. It's one hour, it flies by. It's it's simple. You know why the guys are wrestling. All the storylines make sense, and it's it's just an enjoyable watch. 
Is it one hour of power? Hey, one hour, one hour of power. Oh, the guy's name is David Marquez, and apparently oh, he I does. Oh, David Marquez, some character wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah, and he does some backstage stuff with them too. So he is a. He, and, and then here you said about Kyle Gerd, and it has him as an interviewer and producer. But I haven't seen him do any interviews yet, unless I did, and I don't remember at all. Yeah, he's really good. He he was, I think, part of the third class at oh, wow. uh, Ring of Honor. Very good gift for Gap. Oh, nice. Very quick with it. Yeah, good dude. So. Good on them. Good on a lot of people, man. It's just amazing seeing people like that. And obviously, we have, you know, Orange Cassidy, we've known a long time. He got his head kicked off by Pop. Yeah, oh my. Right in the face. Yeah, you you just see a lot of these guys that you know. It's like, yeah, good on them. It's only a matter of time before Tony Depp is is somewhere new. Yeah. In the next next year, I think you're going to see a lot of people break it out. Yeah, I think think you're going to see Clay Drasher. I think Trajan Horn is only about two years away. I mean, all these guys, there's so many places for them to go. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, the ceiling's the limit. You know, there's, there's no ceiling. The sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, and you gotta think like New Japan America has not even signed one person yet. So you know, there's a bunch hey, of people. If you got, yeah, if you guys need tag teams. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Impact is another really good show. I've been I've been picking up a couple of mid south things here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I I always hear about how Junkyard Dog was the most over guy in the history of that company. He had this ridiculous feud with uh, uh, Hacksaw Butch Reed before he was the natural. So I've been watching like a lot of stuff like that. Obviously, early rock and roll and midnight stuff. So, and what I'm getting to is Willie Mack. The way his facials are, oh, he's he up reminds me a lot of the junkyard dog in Mid South. And by that, by that is not only a good thing; it's a great thing. Yeah, when I see him so, in PWG years ago, I'm like, wow, this guy's good. Yeah, he wrestled Moose. Now Moose doesn't do much, and he doesn't need to do much. I mean, he's a big dude. He's got a good entrance. He's over with the crowd. He plays a very old school heel. So they had like a very old school style match. And uh, Moose picked up the win there. They're building towards for the women's division. They're building towards. Octavia Valkyrie's been the champion there. I think she has the record for the longest reigning champion uh, since they've been a company, since they were TNA or NWA or Impact uh, for the women's division. And they're building up her and Jordan Grace, which is that's the smart money to go to. Oh, yeah. So they uh, they concluded the whole Alicia Edwards and uh, Ace Austin, speaking of people we've known for uh, a handful of time, that's made it big, obviously. Ace Austin is calling himself the Triple X champion. Yeah. Did so you see he, the the T-shirt that he that he had? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, it's, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, I, I I'd get that T-shirt. <laughs> so what happens is obviously that he last week he asked uh, Eddie Edwards' wife Alicia Edwards out to dinner because Alicia and Eddie are you know supposedly separated in storyline, and she's like, okay, fine, I'll go to dinner. So. She's like, all right, I need to go talk to Ace about what we're doing for dinner. And he was talking to Reno Scum. And he basically, well, she, he didn't see her there, but he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, sleep with Eddie's wife and blah, 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 blah. It's a foregone conclusion. So she comes up to him later, gives him a room key. So he basically goes to the, you know, they, and this keeps going through a whole bunch of segments. So he goes to the room. He only has the NWA. He's got a pair of underwear on. He's got the X Division belt around his <laughs> private area and a blindfold on. So you know where this is going. Eddie Edwards shows up. He beats the crap out of him. And then they go into the hallway where you see just random people, like, walking through the hotel room. <laughs> and they're just looking. And, and Alicia and Eddie are caning. Oh, <laughs> God. He's awesome. <laughs> in this hallway. Oh, and man. He away, and then the two of them, uh, Alicia and Eddie, start making out, like, hardcore in the hallway. And there's just random people watching. I'm like, good for them for, like, keeping with yeah. them again. Like, that's awesome. And Ace sold it great. 
All three of them were great in this segment. That's though. funny. Again, uh, hopefully they turned Eddie you know, United into this hardcore wrestler gimmick since this whole thing with Sammy Callahan. He, he does a great job of it. Hopefully he goes back to a straight lace wrestler because he could be in a main event program again. So um, they did uh, Ken Shamrock is feuding with Joey Ryan, which I, just, I don't understand it. Yeah. Like, I get Joey Ryan. I guess because it's such a, 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 a difference, you know, in the characters. Yeah. Well, they started last week, they did, I forgot to mention this last week, where Ken Shamrock came out and made it like he was going to retire, and Joey Ryan came out, and Ken Shamrock said, no, I'm not retiring. And he's like, well, don't you know who I am? He goes, oh, you're the penis guy. He goes, so you're a fan. He's like, no. He's like, I'm not a fan. He's like, you're what's wrong with the business. He goes, I'm a legit fighter. You're a gimmick. <laughs> so then they have the match, and like Shamrock, the, he does the, he takes the, the penis flip gimmick, and I'm like, I don't know, like, if Shamrock's just trying to evolve. Like, you know, I'll watch anything Ken Shamrock does. Obviously... I'm a huge MMA fan. I'm obviously a huge wrestling fan. I think he's one of the better ones, or one of the best, that's been able to blend the two. And he was one of the first ones. Like him and Minoru Suzuki mm-hmm. were kind of like the first ones that blended the uh, the legit MMA into pro wrestling thing. So it's like, all right, Shamrock, you know, yeah, obviously looks like he's in great shape. It's like, all right, you know, I'll watch anything Ken Shamrock does. And Joey Ryan's think it's, you know, it's 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 funny. It is what it is. But, like, I don't know why Shamrock would sign off on that. The guy's an MMA legend. But I'm like, ah, whatever. It is what it is. got my attention. I mean, I'm just curious to see, you know, where's it going? Obviously, you know, Scott Demore and Don Callis are doing a phenomenal job with impacts as they had over the last 14, 16 months. So I'm sure that they have a, a good end game in mind. So yeah, maybe um, maybe Shamrock's all for it. You know, hey, at least he's yeah. putting him over. So yeah, maybe I mean, you know, it's something that's put Shamrock in the limelight again. Because all those Joey Ryan clips get like a million views on YouTube. So yeah, it's just like maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe Shamrock's smarter than all of us. So yeah. who knows? I'm I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm confused, but I'm intrigued. Keep watching. <laughs> yeah, so, good on Impact, like uh, you know, being relevant again. I know because uh, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago, they were really in the dumps, and they, they yeah. seem like they're really turning around. Yeah, the best thing they did was uh, give the ball to the Moore and Callis, and mm-hmm. I think I think Callis and Josh Matthews are two of the best, probably one of the best announced teams out there. I mean, it's, it's Callis. Obviously, he was great with Kevin Kelly at New Japan. He's equally as good here, and he can get away with a lot more because they are doing more of the adult things like that. ASOS and Triple X stuff, obviously Joey Ryan stuff we just talked about. Um, I was kind of going through stuff in my head. Uh, Follow Ball, who's he's an over like big guy. Yeah. He wrestled Michael Elgin. That match was great. El- Elgin was like giving him German suplexes, and yeah, that match was really, really good. Elgin's just terrific. Um, let's see what are they? I don't think they had any Brian Cage on the show. Now they, what they were doing was they had OVE backstage, so it was Callahan with you know celebrating with the belt. You had the Chris Brothers, and then you had uh, Madman Fulton, who's like their eater. He's the big guy. They're just random people. Yeah. Now, I, I asked around. the guys on their podcast I do a turn out tag, cheap plug. Are they the same uh, Chris Brothers from Irish Airborne that were in ROH years yeah, ago? same guy. Wow, yeah, how about that? Same exact guys, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, and they're still fantastic and crazy. So, basically, almost like the East Austin segment, where they would be cutting the segment up like through different parts of the show, they would show them backstage drinking and celebrating. And Sammy Callahan starts off, he's like, I know, I'm going to drink, celebrate by drinking beer. I'm not going to drink the bubbly like a bitch. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh okay, hey all right. Yeah, we're going there. Okay, I get, I get it. You know, that's Callahan's thing is he kind of blurs the lines. It's like, all right, cool. So they show him backstage. He's got a cake and Tommy Dreamer's backstage. And they're like, hey, Tommy, you want cake? No, you can't because you're a fat ass. Right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, they, so they're kind of rough on feathers with everybody. So there's like 20 minutes left to go on the show. There's no other matches announced, so... OV comes out, and they basically, you know, they're doing their celebration, and Dreamer comes out, and he said, we're here, and they were in Canada, so we're in Canada, let's have a Ca- uh, Canada, let's have a Canadian street fight, he goes, well, it's four on one, and then Rich Swan comes out, and Callahan feuded with 
earlier in the year for the X Division title. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, it's four on two. And then Dagger comes out. It's like, all right, it's nice that they're pushing him. And then Dagger's girlfriend comes out, who's Tessa Blanchard. So okay. obviously they never made mention. You know, they, they didn't do anything like how they did with Becky and Rollins. Like they didn't yeah. mention they were together. Which is smart. Yeah, so then they have like this, you know, 12 to 15 minute fun uh, street fight, you know, uh, four on four street fight. And it ends with Callahan going to give a pile driver to Rich Swan, and then Rich Swan turns his body around and rolls up Callahan and pins him. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, they ended a street fight with a roll up, which is something different, was cool. Obviously, they set up Swan as the next challenger, which they can probably do on TV. But so it's like, that was cool. But then I was like, would you really beat your new world champion the next week? Like, he just won the belt last week. Granted, it's kind of a fluke for Ennis, and it was like an eight versus eight. So it's just like, I don't know, like, where do you, that's kind of like, I see both sides. It's like, I don't know, you may want to keep Sammy strong, he just won the belt. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, maybe he was drinking and partying, and it was like, he was an eight man, it was a fluke roll up. So it's like, I don't know, where do you stand? Well, what, you think that was the right call by setting up Swan there, or you think you'd want to keep Sammy strong? Uh, it since it's the eight man, I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, now if it was a singles match, yeah, but yeah, since it was the eight man, I'm okay with it. Yeah, who would I... Plus, you know, yeah, Sammy has to beat a few people before he probably loses eventually to Tessa, because that's what kind of sees where they're going. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, if uh, Richmond gets the win, and, and then he goes gets to build him up for the title match, and he loses, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, you know who am I to judge? I kind of just... I was 50-50, and I kind of wanted to get your point of view. I mean, who am I to judge John Cowles' booking? Yeah, hey. Cyrus the Virus. Absolutely. All right, sir. Uh, a lot of wrestling talk. Obviously, we'll circle back into the finish the show. You want to get into some comic talk? Yeah, let, let's burn through the comic talk here. And then and I got the, the top ten sold comics of last week. Or last Ooh. week. Of last month. So you want to do that first before I get into it? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Okay, so the top ten. Uh, let, me, let me count here. We got, we, got, we got one independent on the list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Is Marvel, Marvel dominating. And then uh, you got DC rounding it out with one book on the list. Uh Okay, so this is the month of October, so thank from when we were at the comic convention to, you know, a week ago. What, what do you... I'll, I'll give you some guesses of what's, what's on this list. Big books that came out within the past month. Okay, so top ten. So we had one DC, one independent, eight Marvel. Yeah, so you can kind of get what them. And obviously, Walking Dead's done, but there's another book that's... Is it, is it Spawn? Yes, it is. It's Spawn 301. That's the number two spot. Now, was that was the one that... Was that... Was 301 or 302 the one that broke the Guinness Book World Record? Three... I think 301 is the one that broke because that would be the longest creator-owned comic that continuously went. So I believe it was 301 broke the record. What did it beat off the top of your head? Do you remember what it beat? So I think it was some weird book like uh, Femme Force or something like that. Or so, something real weird. Like a book that you wouldn't even know. Like, oh, that ran for that It wasn't like Fantastic Four. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I think they did 80 issues. Okay, so that's that. Uh, the DC book, uh, Batman? Close. I'll give it to you. It's the Joker, Year of the Villain, which was that one shot. Oh, the one that, um, oh, the horror writer did. Yeah, uh, was uh, Cl Clive Barker, I heard that wasn't good either. Uh, yeah, but that's why, yeah, well. that, okay, so that now, fills up the number no. five spot. So now it's all Marvel from here on out. So I gotta do, hey, now, okay, now, let me ask you, is any Marvel repeated? Like, was there, like, Fantastic Four number five and Fantastic Four number six? Is there uh, any Marvel that's repeated? No. There is, two, there is, there's three number ones, I'll give you that. Okay, oh, jeez. I'm trying to think what came out. And what, the, Future Foundation? Nope. Uh, and one, one is like super recent. Maybe it was the. It must have just made the list. Uh, one, one I bought at Comic Con. Oh, 
Oh, one's gotta be X-Men. Yes, well, there you go. Oh, there, actually, there's four number ones. So X-Men is number one. X-Men number one is the number one spot. So that was the top-selling book of last month. How about Powers of X? Powers of X is on the list. That is number three. So Powers of X six, and I'll give you House of X six. That rounds up spot three and four. So for the top four, you got X-Men, Spawn, Powers of X, House of X, and then Joker's number five. So you got six through ten here. So what book that you bought at Comic-Con? Yeah, I bought one there. You bought one of the... You bought two of these. My friend Matt Hill bought one of these. And then the other one that I don't think you're going to get. All Marvel. Oh, come on. Now he can't be... Su- I was thinking Superman, Spa... Uh, no, all Marvel. Paper. One, one, one's yeah. a big one. One's, a, one's, a, one's an event book. Was it Absolute Carnage? Yes, that is number seven. Absolute Carnage number four. And then you got you got three number ones, and then you got one. I'll give you it's issue twenty five of this series, and then you're Spider-Man? not getting it. No, it's uh, uh Aven- oh. Avengers. No, now Avengers is not on the list. All right, what is it? It's a uh, Mortal Hulk twenty five. So oh, that, that was number nine. I think what I bought, yeah. Marvel, and, I'm think- and I was thinking of the books I bought at the uh, the. Mid-time. Oh, okay, okay, so so the, okay, so now we got three books. You bought one recently. I bought one at the con, and I I bought this other one, but I don't think you. They're all they are all number ones. You said X-Men, right? Yeah, yeah, so not X-Men. Yeah, got X-Men. So that was the number one selling book of last month. Uh, let me see here. I know you bought one. I, I bought it, but I didn't read it yet. So, Is the Marvel Universe? No, 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 that was... Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, do you want to... Uh, one's, one's a female? and one, one's a dude. No, no. I don't, I don't okay. know if you're going to get it. You're Amazing Mary Jane. Yes, yes, there you go. That was number six. Oh, and number seven, Absolute Carnage. So you got two more. Uh, one is a, a dude character. Uh, he was dead, came back. There might be multiples of them. Wait, so some, you tell me somebody in comics died. <laughs> yeah, how about the shocking? You might, you might still be dead. No, no, it's... Uh, King, King Thor? <laughs> no, I'll give it to you. Ghost Rider, number one. And then uh, number ten is Marauders, number one, which I don't think you would have got. That's the one with... Uh, the X-Men with Kitty Pride and Emma Frost and everything. Where they're like pirates. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a, so the number ones were Yeah, X-Men yeah, I mean DC is really they have one book in the top ten of last month. And then of course Spawn, which which always sells and then X-Men was clear ahead the the number one spot. But um yeah, three number ones. X-Men number one, Mary Amazing Mary Jane, Ghost Rider, and Marauders. And oh well I guess they're the Joker, but that was one shot. So that's the top ten books of last month. It's always fun to kinda of go over them. I think I asked you this last time. Do they, now, does it give numbers or just... No, this doesn't give numbers. Like, like they do it by unit shipped, so that's, you know, if, if a shop orders 50 copies of X-Men 1, then that goes in. So X-Men 1 was the most ordered comic. They do have top 10 comic books by dollars invoice, which I think were actually paid. X-Men 1 was still... It's basically the same list. X-Men still topped it. Then was Spawn and Powers of X, Joker. And then a Harley... The, uh, the Joker Harley actually made that list. So And then Harley 2, so... A little, little bit different there, but I wish, I wish it did give actual numbers, but the numbers don't come out till like, I think, two months later or something like that. Obviously, they give the numbers shipped because Marvel says, hey, we, we sent out, you know, 100 of this book or 50 of that book, so. But yeah, Mar- Marvel is kicking ass right see. now, dominating. Yeah. I was curious to see what the, uh, how many, how many shipped was. You know, obviously, in the 90s, they had yeah. a million stuff. Anything's so, over, like, 150, 200,000. I do have yeah. this. I have the, the, the unit market share. So for all the books that came out in October, Marvel had forty or 45% of the comics, and DC had 32, and then Image had 7, and the rest are kind of, you know, 3 and 2, 1%, stuff like that. But yeah, Marvel kicking ass. 45% duh, of the comics sold last month were Marvel comics. Wow. Yeah, it does something. 
in the comedy and the movies as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what, what I think it's the twelfth next week is Disney Plus drops. So yeah. And they said that Avengers Endgame will be available day one, which I was like, well, I kind of figured that. And the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, which looks pretty good. So I'll, I'll get into it. I'll shift over. So I didn't pick up this week's books, but I did have like three weeks worth. So I'll review what I read of those past three weeks. I don't know what weeks they're from, but hey, I'll get right into it. Harley number two. A plus. Shocker. I know you reviewed it, but I will. Harley starts to slowly fall in love with the Joker as she slowly starts to also losing her mind. Uh, she meets Poison Ivy. For the fi- first time, she finally talks to Batman. And then Harvey Dent, Shocker, becomes Two-Face. And uh, Harley watches that all on TV. And then she finally tells Joker that she cares about him. And Joker says thank you that he cares about her, too, kind of. So, they build it up. It's a Shame this book is only three issues because it's so good. I want to read more. And they did announce that a hardcover is coming out in February of all three together. And it has that new, it's called an acetate cover where you take off the cover and like it lifts up her mask. And then underneath, it's like the same picture, but she's all bloody. There's a Vampirilla coming out like that next week or the week after too. The, DC, book, the DC books were like that this week. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that's that's the new gimmick. You know how we had lenticular. Now we have acetate, I believe it's pronounced. It might be acetate. I don't know. I heard it was acetate. Anyway, that's a new gimmick. So A-plus for Harley, and I highly suggest that. Absolute Carnage number four. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, Stepan Sejic writ, uh, wrote and drew the whole Harley book. So Absolute Carnage number four, written by Donny Cates, art by Ryan Stegman. Carnage battles uh, Venom Hulk and gets the Venom symbiote off of him. Being when he turns the Hulk back into a uh, regular old Bruce Banner. Eddie Brock then frees Miles from his symbiote thing and finds out that the Maker has been collecting symbiote codices rather than getting rid of them. And then Eddie... Freeze them all and gets a new symbiote, but it kind of still looks like Venom, but still a great book, A+. Pretty Violent 3, this is from Image Comics. It's about the wacky little superhero girl, written by Derek Connor, art by Jason Young. Gamma Ray teams up with a, a Captain Friendly, how about that for a name? But uh, doesn't doesn't quite work out after that, and Captain Friendly dies. She helps the monsters who are just trying to get their food back, but she's still... Yeah, well, well, right there. But she still gets to join the, their version of the Justice League, which is called the Saviors, and team up with her hero, Misty Meadows. So it's a, it's a funny book. I give that one a B plus. It's really funny and really bloody. Like uh, I hate Fairyland. Um, Flash eighty one, written by Josh Williams and art by Scott Collins. Hunter Zolomon sacrifices himself. Uh, uh, that stupid beeping. That's how my thing goes off. Hunter Zolomon sacrifices himself to the Speed Force to stop the Black Flash, but he disappears, and the rift in the Force might be caused by the Rogues. They find out. So Flash. Awesome book A for that one. The, one of the books with the longest title that I read, Betty and Veronica, the Vampirilla and Red Sonia, which is shockingly an ongoing, written by Amy Chu, and I don't have who does the art. But the, the gang finds out that the vampire from uh, Dracula on Vampirilla's home planet are behind all the murders in Riverdale. And uh, one of them turns out to be Vampirilla's sister, Draculina. Oh, shocker. So a good book. I give that one a B. We got a couple more here as my thing goes off. More Savage Tales of Red Sonja. This was like a Halloween one shot, like for Red Sonja. It was written by Mark Russell, who's also writing the current uh, Red Sonja book, which is not too good. But this one wasn't bad. I give this one a B, and it's a story about Red Sonja trying to bring back her family from, uh, from sorcerers that. Wait, wait, oh, she's trying to bring back her family that died from sorcerers that trade wishes for uh, misery, which is kind of weird. And then Sonya has to kill her boyfriend in it when he gets trapped and he can't get out, and they're going to find him and kill him anyway. So it's kind of a, a sad story, but it was pretty good to give that one a B. And then finally, Excalibur number one, the new Marvel book, written by Tina Howard and art by Marcus Two. Um, 
a Krakoan gate. That's the uh, the flowers that they use in X-Men to go over. Cocaine goat uh, gate has opened in Camelot slash Outworld, which were Excalibur was back in the day. And Morgana Le Fay, not the one from Wonder Woman. She, uh, it, it's in her well, and uh, she sees it. And then Betsy, who is now, was Psylocke, and now she's Betsy Braddock. Her and her brother, Captain Britain, go to check it out. And while Apocalypse tries to open the gate from Krakoa, he's trying to figure out what's going on with the flower gate and trying to get into this uh, alternate dimension. And then Morgana possesses Brian, who was Captain Britain. And then at the end, Betsy Braddock becomes Captain Britain. So she's not Psylocke anymore. She's Captain Britain. And Psylocke is still Psylocke because Quantum came back. And it's very confusing. But this book was good. I gave it an A. And that's all that I read. All right, sir. I know that you have books to pick up this week, so I will tell you to pick up X Force. Here's the reason. Uh, yeah, why. I'm, I'm going to pick it up. Here's the reason. I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, it opens up with Domino gets herself into a pickle, and a very uh, interesting pickle. And there's a death of a major hero. Oh wow! Really? Wow! How about that? Yes. Right in issue so, one. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I walked in my comic shop, shout out to the encounter. Comics, Union Boulevard, Allen, Pennsylvania, who purchased a whole bunch of slew of our shirts. Um, they, uh, awesome. they walked in, they're like, this is going to sell out. You, I know you don't get X-Force, but you like the X-Men, so uh, this is it's going to sell out because somebody important dies. I'm like, oh, okay. So that was a, it was a solid day. So definitely, if they're still available, pick that, pick that bad boy up when you go to your shop. Will do. I think I, think um, I have it on my pull list, actually. I added New Mutants in my pull list because Hickman was writing it. Mm-hmm. And I just gave it a beat. Really? It was a t- yeah, it was a typical slow burn Hickman story. Basically, uh, Ileana leads a group of misfit space pirates. Um, I don't know. To me, it just wasn't too much going on. I'll give it the the uh, six or seven issue round before I decide to pull it. That's the only one that I did not get from the, all the new X Men books. Just because the mutants, I really don't care for that group of uh, magic's okay, but the rest of them I don't really care for. No, you didn't really miss much. Um, like I said, I just got because it was, but this is Hickman and Ed Brisson, so I'm assuming Brisson's probably going to take over. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man B+, Plus. there's too much going on. Silver Sable was in this, Chameleon was in this, Amadeus Cho was in it, um, and he basically comes up with a handheld multiverse, and then Doom comes in, it was just like too many people, I'm like, where are we going with this? And then you have the Spider-Man 2099, it's like, I didn't even think Peter Parker was in this book. It was fun, but it was just like, uh, let's, let's, let's pump the brakes a little, it was just a lot of different ways. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think Spider-Man's been on absolute home runs since Spencer took over earlier this year. But it was just like, it was just a little bit too much going on. Uh, Daredevil, another solid eight. Uh, where we left off last issue was Wilson Fix killed some killed a random uh, guy in a millionaire's bathroom. He calls Wesley to help cover it up. And it's almost like Pulp Fiction style, like how they figure out how they're going to cover up the murder to make it look like a suicide. And Electra retrains Daredevil to be a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four, this was just the B for me. It's basically Fantastic Four. They took the Marvel 2, which they built about three or four issues ago, uh, into space, into time. And they team with a random team called the Overseers, where they're like a low-level, like, uh, Inhumans. I'm oh, assuming okay. they'd be like, like lower than the uh, than the humans on the food chain. So it's just like, you know, there's some cool Johnny Storm stuff in here, but I don't know, I just wasn't filling up the Overseers. Uh, let's see where we're going to go here. Legion, that was all over the place, too. I just picked it up because it was a blank cover, and they only charged me cover price. Oh, okay, the was, Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, the uh, Legion of Superheroes. By Bendis. With, uh, Bendis riding. I don't know what it was. Bendis was, maybe just because I cherry-picked his stuff, and he was at Marvel. Like, his Avengers run was amazing. His... X-Men uh, stuff? Dare, his X-Men stuff was fun. His Daredevil stuff was one of the best stuff that's out there, but... I don't know. It just seems like some of his stuff is what DC just been missing. I just yeah, don't know. I, I agree. don't know what it is. And this was just kind of a miss. I just gave, I gave it a beat. Uh, I'm definitely not going to be picking this up. Yeah, the, Batman. The Legion of Superheroes yeah. never really interested me. 
Yeah, maybe that's why. I know a lot of people liked it, but I, I was not one of those people. Batman, A+. Plus. Uh, it's Batman vs. Bane, and then because I, I know you get this book, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm not going to ruin it for you. It's Batman vs. Bane, and then I put more like Shabbat vs. Whoa, this is hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally like here, like, as soon as, yeah, I mean, they've been building this up. This is a slow burn. Like, all right, Tom King, get to it. All right, now, yeah. you know, uh, matches Malone, Bruce Wayne, and Catwoman around a beach for three issues talking about their strategy to beat Bane. Now it's like as soon as you open it up, it's like that, that the G1 match from 2013 where the bell rings and Shabbat and Ishii just start. Just oh, yeah, go right face. at it, yeah. And then you go right that face with this. This was great. Um, was not my book of the week. It was a uh, tie for second place between these two and five years. Okay. Five years, yeah. Five years. Uh, they, they, these two were tied for second place. I'll tell you, my book of the week was. Basically, you can kind of tell when we, we talked to Terry Moore. We thought this was going to be a six-issue uh, limited series, and that's what he thought too. I think this was the issue where he decided I need to stretch this out because this was. Uh, it was really weird because the last issue was, was Lilith and uh, Kachu were getting ready to go and uh, put an end to the five bomb. Mm -hmm. But they it, half the issue is uh, Zoe getting a job offer to work for the. Russian mob, no. and then uh, Lilith and Kachu tracked down the senator who offered the uh, the five bomb to be a okay. So still a good issue. But you can kind of tell. Like I think this is where he was kind of just like turning the corner. Like I right, I need to stretch this baby out, which I'm glad he's going to. Yeah, hey, it's good. It's a good book. But my my book of the week, Pandemica. This is an A plus. This is do not give this to kids. This is violent. This is all over the place violence. I think this is uh, Allison Beck's but Alex's best artwork, and I even uh, tweeted at him right away, I thought this was absolutely great. I mean, his details in this was great. I mean, this is literally just coming at you from all angles. Again, this is by no means a kid book, very violent, no. very, like, a lot of loud, 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 loud. First day with my uh, my new uh, my new mouth here. A lot of uh, adult language, but this is, I mean, the art's great, the story's great. I mean, everything jumps off the page at you. It's, there's no, it's, there's no roller coaster on this one. This is just all high-end stuff. And you blow right through the book because you're just so excited to see what happens next. So I cannot wait for it. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I have it on my pull list. So. And, and that's great for Alex, man. I'm glad, glad his book's good and it's doing good. Yeah. Now, did yeah, you say, did you just pick up? I didn't. I didn't pick it up. I might if there's a copy of the Undiscovered Country that's like Scott Snyder and Charles Soule together. Like, I have it right in my hand right now. I did not. I forgot. I did not get a chance to read it. Yeah, I, I. I don't know what it's about. I was just gonna pick it up solely based on. Yeah, who's who's on it? But I did see this that it is Image's second biggest selling launch in a decade, going back for a second printing. So, I I, I would say that's because of who's on the book. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah, just gonna toss that out. There. I will try to uh, hammer that out uh, this week and review that on the podcast next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, the, I'm pick one up if I can. If I don't get the first printing, I'll get a second one. But that's no big deal. I will try. Yeah, um, but remind me, I will. Can't pick it up. Uh, I'll take a look on. Okay. For you. Yeah, because that would be a cool one to get uh, both of them to sign. Absolutely, sir. All right, my friend. Uh, top five time? Yeah, sure. We're running a little bit long here. Yeah, All right, top five. Do you want to go first? You, you go first. I went first last time, so you go first. All right. This is going to be a thinker. I know as soon as uh, we get off the call here, you're going to be texting me a zillion times. Now, oh, we boy. have, uh, we talked about it a little bit ago. We got two days of Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Give me five matches you would like to see that are not booked for either date. And it has to be something that... Uh, That's possible. You can't say possible. Seth Rollins versus Okada. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay, so you get where I'm going. Okay, okay. Well, so my first one, Suzuki versus Moxley. Not that one. That's it, definitely. Uh, how about Briscoe's versus uh, Grills Destiny for the tag titles? Possible. Um, let, let's go with uh, 
Will Ospreay obviously wrestling uh, Takahashi and Romu night one. But let's go with uh, uh, Will Ospreay versus Liger for his final match. I got two more. Let's go with... Uh, how about... Let's see here. Let's see. Kenta has no matches. So Kenta for the Never title against... Oh, jeez. Uh, how, about, how, about, how about a three-way, right? Kenta, I know they all do this. Kenta, Shingo, and Ishii. That would be a hell of a match. Because I, I, I don't think Shibata's going to wrestle all I want him to. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to leave him out because I would like to see him in a tag match, but I don't think he's going to be in one. And then I got I got one more, right? How mm -hmm. about... How about mm, geez. Let's see here. A, a match that could happen that, that we, we don't know. Uh, how about night one? Tanahashi versus John Moxley. There we go. Because night one will be, yeah. or night two will be Moxley versus Suzuki. How about that? Just to get Tanahashi in there. Well, maybe just because I'm a firm believer in Santa Claus and, you know, I'm just holding on hope. My number one hands down is Kenta versus Shibata. Oh, okay. Yes. If they, maybe. If they can't, yeah, if they can't do that, then my number two would be Kenta teaming with the Gorillas of Destiny to go against the uh, team of Shibata, Goto, and Ishii. Oh, that's a good one. Because this way you can kind of keep Shibata out of it, you know. I mean, have Goto and Ishii do all the work, and then you know, Girls of Destiny can just do slow heat on Shibata if need be. Uh, match I think is going to happen. The way that they're building up would be Shingo and Suzuki. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, then I uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Hiromu and Liger because I don't think they did that. They did Osprey before and Liger, so I think I Hiromu and Liger on night two. And then I'm going to say just because. He does have the open end contract on night one, the Ooh. rematch from the Tokyo Dome from last year. Oh, there you go. Tanahashi and Kenny Omega. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I wouldn't be totally surprised if Kenny winds up on the cards somehow. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, if you need to do something with Ibushi, but Ibushi's going to have his, obviously, he has his hands full regardless of what happens on night one. Because it's going to be between the, uh, you know, white Ibushi, Okada, and Naito. No. So. No, that's a good one. So, my mind's going to stay with New Japan. So, it'd be a little bit of a thing or not much. Kind, kind of similar. What five teams would you like to see in World Tag League that are not in it? That It, it doesn't have to be possible so you can get anyone, any team that is in existence right now that's not us <laughs> that you'd like to see in World Tag League. Uh, Briscoes. Can I say Suzuki and Saber? Okay, yeah, why not? Briscoes, Suzuki, and Saber. Let's go with... Um Oh, definitely. My number one, hands down, is probably my new favorite tag team, Access, from Noah, which is okay. uh, Nakajim, Nakajim and Goshi Izaki. Oh, okay. So oh. so there's three there. Let's go Motor City Machine Guns. Oh, that's a good one. Would be four. And then my fifth one, hey, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't care. People are going to make fun. Rock and Roll Express. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I have some so I got my fight team. I actually had Rock and Roll Express, too, because why not? Put yeah, it there you go. I mean, I mean Kojima and Ted's honor in it, and there you go. So put the Rock and Roll Express in there. I, I'd like to see the Young Bucks in there. How about the Revival? And then I also had the Briscoes. And then for my pick out of nowhere, Willie Mack and Rich Swan. Put them in there. There you go. Yeah. Well, look at you throwing the impact yeah. on that. There you go. So that that's right. that's our top five. So we'll we'll get right to we'll finish this up. We'll do our our preview for AEW Full Gear. Yeah, this I just looking at the card. I got eight I matches. Do you got eight? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, okay. they, I just had they added Brick Baker and uh, Be a Priest. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start with that one. I, I, sure. I'm gonna say this one can go either way, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little nuts. I'm gonna say Be Priestly wins this one. That's a kind of a coin toss. Yeah, 
coin flip, but I think they, they've been building Britt Baker more on TV, so I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to say Britt Baker. Okay. See, now you can go either way, because I can see B maybe being a heel against Riho. Maybe that's the next challenger. Okay, where do you want to go next, sir? Uh, how about this one? Uh, I'm going to go from the bottom of this card here. I'm on Wikipedia. Joey Janela versus Sean Spears. Sean Spears has got to get the win here, especially with Tolik Lash. I don't, I don't he, think he he's... Keep losing. Yeah, I don't think he's had a win. Well, he was on AW Dark, and he beat... Uh, 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 what's the Bucks friend? Uh, oh, Brandon Cutler. Yeah, I got to see Sean Spears. I'm that wasn't on Dark. That was on the main show. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I'm going to say Sean Spears, too. And then... Yeah, okay. Go I was going to say, go, go. Uh, I got... Uh, as I go on here, for the tag team titles, a three-way match: SCU versus Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. I think they just add a Private Party in here so they can take the fall. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the. I say you losing the belt, losing the belts already. So yeah, and I, I would agree here. Private Party takes the fall here. One of them gets pinned, and then, yeah, then they spin yeah, off under uh, maybe SCU versus somebody else. Maybe Lucha Brothers and Private Party feud. Yeah, uh, let's go to what I think to be the hardest match to pick. Santana Ortiz versus the Young Bucks, just because I think kind of the winner of this sets up a tag title shot. Yeah. But I think I think once the Bucks get a tag title shot, just like Omega, once he gets a shot, they're going to have the belt for a long time as well as they should. I mean, do you have Santana Ortiz lose here or? You know, I, uh, I, I, I think I think they win here. I think they win, then maybe they go on and face SU at the next pay per view. But I, I, I'm going to yeah. say that X LAX wins here. I'm going to agree with you, but that's a coin flip. So, yeah, okay, sir, so where do you want to go next? Uh, we'll go with uh, the women's title, Riho versus Emi Sakura. This could seal the show. Yeah, it, it could be really good, because obviously they know each other. Emi Sakura is... I wish she had uh, Queen music, though. She has the Queen gimmick. She comes out with Freddie Mercury mustache, but why not have Queen-type music? Maybe we'll get there. Uh, I'm going to say Riho keeps it. I agree. I agree. Yeah, then we uh, got uh, we got three matches left. Paige and Pac, I, I think this might be one of the easier ones to pick. I, I've been building Pac up big on TV. I think you got to keep going with them. Yeah, I, I mean, Pac mentioned gets the title shot. and I don't know if they'll do Pac versus Jericho as two heels, but yeah, I think Pac wins this one as well. I agree. I, now, from what I understand, this might be the final match of the night, because I think, you know, we'll get to it in a second, but I think Jericho's going to beat Cody, but this is the, it's a non-sanctioned match, so it doesn't count on the record. Uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley, this, to me, is a tough one to pick. I mean, Omega really, I mean, he's finally starting to come on strong. Moxie's gotten some great promos. I mean, do you think this, this thing ends in like a double, like a no finish? I, I don't think, you know, know. This is the last thing they see. I mean, I'm going to pick Kenny Omega, but this, is a, this to me is the toughest one to pick of the night. I, I agree, because like, does the winner, I guess it doesn't count. So you'd think the winner would get a, a title shot or at least be in contention, but this technically doesn't count since it's a non-sanctioned match. I did this one's flip a coin. I'm... <sighs> You think Kenny needs a win here, right? But I don't know. I don't see Moxley losing. I'm going Moxley. Yeah, I think that's the toughest one. Jericho versus Cody. Um, I was about eighty percent sure Jericho was retaining the title, and then Cody cuts the promo. I'm like, now I'm only sixty percent sure. I'm still picking Jericho. Obviously, the stipulation Cody loses, he's never gonna get a title shot again. So either that that tells me uh, one of three things: one, Cody's winning, which I don't think's happening; two. Maybe Cody doesn't want to be the champion. Now, when Dusty was running NWA, he was a three-time champion, but he never had, like, a long run. No, really short, like one month, sometimes a week. Yeah, so you, yeah, you never had that. Now, he had the TV title, the U.S. title, and whatnot, and he featured himself big on TV, but he was never really the man-man. Maybe that's what Cody's doing. But at the same time, in four or five years from now, like, say, maybe MJF's the champion, and Cody wins their Royal Rumble or whatever. It's just like, well, no, now the stipulation is... You know, now he does get a title yeah. shot, or you know, he says, "All right, if I lose my sex title shot, 
I'll like retire. Yeah, or, or maybe someone challenges Cody. I know you said that, but I'm gonna give you a title shot. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen eventually. But I, 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 don't, I just see Jericho. I don't think there's, there's no reason to think about that Jericho. I, I agree. I see, I see Jericho keeping it. Uh, especially after that promo. Well, they both did brutal promos, but I mean, Jericho, he's helping AW out so much. Keep the belt on him, have him be nerf face, maybe have Jericho lose it in the summer. But here's a, here's a hot take. That, here's what I think I, I would like to happen, and then maybe it could happen. So, Jericho, Inner Circle, they're all out there. Uh, the ref gets bumped. The, the, the elite's out there. Everyone's beating everybody up. Uh, and it looks like Inner Circle's getting the uh, upper hand. The lights go out. All of a sudden, you hear, dun, 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 dun. Marty Scrolls music hits. And then he comes out, and he has his full gimmick on, the plague mask and everything. He walks up down. The inner circle backs off. I know Marty's not that intimidating. But he gets in the ring. He has the umbrella. Cody's there like, oh, thank God, Marty Scrolls here. Marty Scrolls whacks him right in the face with the umbrella. Beats him up. Doesn't technically join inner circle, but costs Cody the match. Jericho pins him, keeps the title. And Marty Scroll and then Cody have a feud then. Because Marty Scrolls' contract is up any minute, day, hour now. I would love to see they, that. Yeah, they said sometime in November, but nobody knows the date. So there is the, you, you could be on the money. However, what I think, my hot take is kind of similar to you. But what's going to happen is it's going to be the Elite are going to get the advantage. And Soul Train Jones. Oh, <laughs> he goes yeah, there. You could, you can imagine. And then he hits Cody over the head with a breadstick. <laughs> And then it turns out that there's a lead pipe. Oh, with the breadstick. breadstick. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Soul Train Jones. I mean, it's rumored that they signed him. I think they should still use him because Virgil is such a, a goofball character. Why not? <laughs> yeah, put him, in, put him in the inner circle. Did you ever, I know we're running live, we need to get to the plug. Did you ever see the, uh, from some convention, I think it was one of the WrestleMania conventions, where Scott Hall goes to Virgil's gimmick table? No. He's just, oh, he, you guys, it's only maybe a 30 second clip on YouTube. Just type in Virgil Scott Hall. Scott Hall gets a camera crew and walks over to Virgil, and every one of his pictures, it's either him with Andre, him with Hogan, <laughs> yeah. him with DiBiase. So he goes, Is there anything? He goes, he goes You're too much, man. He goes, Do you have anything with you at all? And then there's a random Sports Illustrated like cover that he made copies of of Mike Tyson. And he goes, you're selling pictures of Mike Tyson. That has nothing to do with you. And Virgil looks so deflated. And, and Scott Hall just like, what can you do? What can you do? But yeah, they, they pan the whole table. Yeah. It's only a 30 second clip. And he's just, he's just, there's not one single picture of him. It's either him with like, yeah. yeah the million dollar man. Or yeah. yeah. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, we know Virgil, you, I don't know if you were there at the Comic-Con um, with me, but he was there and it had a big banner that said, uh, Virgil with the million dollar man Ted DiBiase he kept saying Ted's in the bathroom and Joey Image who done like a whole bunch of con- uh, bunch of signings and stuff he, he goes he always said he goes Ted's never there yeah. he's like Ted just Ted feels so bad for me he has nothing to say so he's like oh where's Ted he's like oh he'll be in the bathroom he'll come back and he'll, you know come back in two hours so he's not feeling good yeah. so the next day I'm standing by his thing like oh where's Ted oh he's in the bathroom like Oh, Ted DiBiase, he must be in the bathroom. Then it's like, you go look at Ted's got a signing in, like, <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, uh, that was one of his moves, oh, man. But, hey, uh, hey, good on Virgil for getting on AEW. And if they can use him in a wacky role, get the guy some money, why, why not? God bless him, man. Yeah. Hey, we're all in this, yeah, we're all in this good paid, man. But, yeah, when you get a chance, check that video clip out. Most importantly, once you get off this podcast, listen to that new Ozzy song and let me know what you think. Okay, will do.
Alright, brother. Well, I'm going to do my plugs. I'll tag you in for the finish, guys. We appreciate all the support. Uh, the t-shirt sales are completely blowing our minds out. We might we might have to do a third printing. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I, 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 if, we, if we do, I'm going to open it up and, and let everyone know that get whatever color you want. I will get you. So, it costs no extra for extra colors. So, if we do do a third order, I know do-do. Uh, I'm gonna put it out there. If you if you want a pink one, if you want an orange one, if you want uh, faded black, faded blue, if you want a white one, uh, we can do whatever color you want. So I'm gonna put that out there. If we sell, we still have some uh, mineral black, the faded black ones left. We have regular black and we have uh, blue ones. So sizes small through three X we have. There you go. There you go. We really appreciate the support, guys. We appreciate all the support. It seems like every day I wake up. You know, somebody's tagging somebody, a promoter or a promotion or a tag team on Instagram. They want to see us work or against uh, truly humbled guys. We really, really appreciate the support. You guys want to get a hold of me on the Instagram or the Twitter, uh, Matt Turner underscore OF. Obviously, guys, I plug it all the time. All 5% nutrition of the best supplements that are out there. Keeps me going strong all day long. Just uh, type in 5% nutrition. Type in Matt Turner. Save yourself 15% on the back end. And, uh, again, uh, appreciate the support. Partner, I'm tagging you and finish off this episode. Okay, so if you want one of the aforementioned blue and gold t-shirts, just uh, message me or Matt Turner on Facebook or Instagram, whatever, and we will get you a shirt. They're $20, and if we got to ship it to you, $25. So, and we do have three colors left, so just let us know. And if you want to find me on Facebook, just search my name, Andy Hedder. Same thing on Instagram. And I guess that's it for episode 74, just like Olive Garden Breadsticks Unlimited. There we go.